welcome back to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund. In this episode, I am joined by Corey and Tom from the Stranger Rings podcast. How are you doing, guys? Doing all right. Oh, I'm I'm ready to talk about this show, man. Let's go. I'm ready as well. WrestleMania 22 is the topic we're covering today. It's WrestleMania week. So the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time is this weekend, WrestleMania 38, two-nighter. I uh, want to get your thoughts on that before we uh, get started here with this WrestleMania 22 review. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh yeah. I've been pointing at signs all week in preparation for this, I will tell you that. Just driving by signs in the car point it's wrestlemania all day that's rj um, city's rj city says that yes yes just point to point to a, a sign any sign <laughs> any sign yep and just keep in mind that tomorrow will also be wrestlemania so <laughs> <laughs> um no it's there's some matches that i'm looking forward to for sure there's there's a few um that's about it <laughs> no. um i don't know about you guys but the one that i think i said this to you on our show last week was the one I'm looking forward to the most is Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Same. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to end up. Uh, I mean, you know, Johnny Knoxville doesn't care about his health. So, I mean, he might get thrown off the Titan Tron or something. Uh, Lord, I didn't he, didn't he say he had his, he's like had history with concussions already. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine with some of the stuff they've done on Jackass. <laughs> I, you're good. Oh, I was just gonna say, I he, he's probably gonna end up wearing like a crash helmet or something when he wrestles, just to be like, all right, I gotta protect myself here. Vince Russo, a la yes. WCW 2000. Yes, it's a heat magnet. Uh, unfortunately, he's the face here, so it might not work. But <laughs> yeah, you should bro. bring back the uh, the chest plate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> gosh uh, so let's look at the card real quick night one becky lynch bianca belair for the raw women's championship ray mysterio versus dom ray mysterio and dominic mysterio taking on the miz and my favorite person on the entire earth logan paul uh drew mcintyre versus happy corbin gotta love happy corbin i rather i like <laughs> bum ass corbin better but <laughs> the usos taking on shinsuke and the boogs for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, New Day and New Day King, King Woods and Kofi Kingston with taking on uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. I mean, uh, uh, Pete Dunn. Butch Dunn. Butch Dunn. <laughs> that been better. That been even. That would have been a better name, honestly. I I agree. I just like at least keep, let him keep his last name. <laughs> I can't wait until they shorten all these names to like. Ridge Holland just gonna be Ridge. Or yes. just gonna be like what? <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And as announced last night on Monday Night Raw, this is being recorded on Tuesday. Uh Seth freaking Rollins has got his mystery opponent that will be announced at the event. Ooh. That's uh TBA is gonna be working real hard that night. Yeah, <laughs> TBA is gonna be having a night of work. <laughs> so I have a question. Is there any way it's not Cody Rhodes? <laughs> My guess, okay. If it's not Cody, I'm going to guess Gable Stevenson. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That's the only other possibility that's 
I can think of. <laughs> I need I need Shane McMahon. Damn it! <laughs> Bring him in, get the heat, and then have Cody come out. It's gonna go through the forbidden door and have uh, Ambrose show up. Oh Lord! <laughs> Tom and I discussed this uh, off off the air, but we were like, "Oh, let's do Cody with the Stardust thing. He's that, <laughs> and then just play. I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do. What while well, they use Kingdom? I don't know what they use Smoke and Mirrors." They'll probably Ooh. have some ass, jump, some generic ass theme song for them to come out to. What was the uh, the old Chris Jericho basketball highlight seventeen or something? When <laughs> something he was like that. Yeah. Oh, we, we'll get into more generic ass music on this episode here later on because somebody on this WrestleMania twenty two has some generic ass music. Yep. <laughs> but I, I'd say, and then forgot to mention, I think night one is also Austin Owens segment, the KO show. That's main yep. eventing that night. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Corey, I think, thinks that they're going to have a match. I thought that they weren't until now it's the main event. So I, I don't know. We'll really, um, they've just been trolling us the whole time. He's going to be TBA against Seth Rollins. It's just going to be Austin. <laughs> Austin 316. <laughs> Oh my God! Can, yeah, can you imagine the look on Kevin Owens' face when he finds out Seth actually took his WrestleMania spot all along? <laughs> like, Could the Undertaker uh, wrestle Seth Rollins? That's the real question. Oh my Ooh. gosh, we never thought about that possibility either. Ooh. Could you see him freaking out? I could just see it in my head right now. He's freaking out. He's like, "Bring me my opponent, Vince. Stop playing games." Lights off. Ooh. Gong hits. <laughs> i hope to god it doesn't happen me neither but <laughs> no. I, I can see it now yeah, wrestlemania money gotta get that wrestlemania money oh absolutely gotta get the payday look at let's look at wrestlemania night two uh so we got the triple threat no fatal four-way women's tag team match a bunch of thrown together teams here queens alina and carmella defending their women's tag championships against sasha naomi rhea ripley and Liv morgan and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. They were that's, just throwing darts. That's certainly a match. <laughs> yeah. A, at least like Rhea and Liv Morgan have been like embracing the tag team. Well, Sasha and Naomi too. Like they're both mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to at least have like coordinated gear and everything. And then like the two heel teams are like heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Natalia and Shayna is a very random pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. They just did that for fun, I think. They were like, all right, let's get as many people on the card as possible. This is WrestleMania, so we got to do it. No no Tamina, though. Disappointing. (laughs) The Tamina section, like the WrestleMania core. They better have have signs up saying Tamina section at the the show. Maybe she could be the the special (laughs) guest referee. Well, her and and Tazawa are getting married. That's wild. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Good for them. Yeah, it's a development on Monday Night Raw that I, that nobody asked for. <laughs> I I like it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't completely be against like a Tozawa Tamina match, like just to see what happens. <laughs> like, just throw it out there. That dude gets the little as tiny material as he gets. He is able to work with it well. I'll give Tozawa credit on that. Absolutely. And then we got Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn. Let's go. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I hope Theory gets his absolute ass kicked. <laughs> yes. Dude, that, gets, that has the potential to steal the show. I mean, Pat McAfee's in there. Yeah. Yeah. McAfee. <laughs> God, that Adam Cole match is always that's that's like a like a guilty pleasure match. 
That's so good. I mean, is there a better match to start with except for like Hook's match? <laughs> Pretty much. Hookers, send, hookers unite. <laughs> send Hook, man. Always send Hook. I mean, he got me to like QT Marshall, so like I never thought oh, that, that'd be that takes That takes a lot. Yeah, that's the Seth Rollins mystery opponent. They're gonna send Hook. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> I would quit watching at that point. I just be like this is wow. <laughs> of all people, you get QT here. Oh, we'll send Hook though. If yeah, you get send Hook against them. Yeah. Oh well, Lord! Imagine that action, Bronson hitting at WrestleMania. I think people would actually lose their shit. <laughs> That'd oh, be amazing. Man. I love it. Then we got the triple threat tag match: RK Bro defending their tag titles against Raw tag titles against Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Shoosh. Shoosh. <laughs> and then we got Edge versus AJ Styles, a potential show stealer. Mm-hmm. And That's then uh, match. And then, Corey, is this your favorite? Uh, Omos versus Bobby Lashley. I do love me some Omos. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted this to be Goldberg just for the hell of it, though. (laughs) Well, just so Goldberg can have another person to get to beat him up. Yes, I want. I want to see Omos uh, squash Goldberg, but I'm I'm ready to see this. I mean, good for Omos. He's going to work a singles match at Mania. And then we got the main event: Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. A winner-takes-all unification match for the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. And I see this going one way. Roman wins. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's probably the right call. How they follow this up? No idea. <laughs> yeah, like, who can beat Roman after he beats Brock? Cody Rhodes. I was going to say, he's the only one. <laughs> Put him over. Jeff Jeff. My world. <laughs> <Jeff Jarrett>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the mystery opponent. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. With the guitar, yep, It'd be great. Seth Rollins gets <laughs> jumped from behind. My world plays. Just Seth Rollins gets jumped from behind. Tar shot, pin one, two, three, game over. It's over. Jarrett <laughs> wins. Seven stars, in my opinion, if that happens. Well, it's got to be in the Tokyo Dome, so like that gets uh, six and yeah. a half. Six and a half. Yep, yep, that's fair. Well, they did have the report come out that Roman uh, and The Rock is penciled in for next year's Mania, so we'll see what happens. Ooh. Are they going to do a one-year build to it like they did Cena? Ooh. I, I don't know, because I would think Roman's going to hold the title this whole next year then again. If you're gonna oh, no. build him to the that's going to be the longest reign in the freaking modern era. He's, uh, he's Bruno San Martino-ing this, this whole <laughs> title reign. Oh, I mean, 1,800 days. Like, I yeah. don't hate it though. It's like, who else are you going to put it on? Like, who's better than Roman and their company right now? Nobody. You know, they just haven't built anybody up to his yeah. level, even like right. remotely close. Right. Yep. Well, the one guy that they that could have had an opportunity was Cesaro, but they, as soon as they gave him his one match, like, yeah, we're done. My guy. Yeah. He, I love that Cesaro Seth Rollins match at last year's Mania. Like, I was like, he is a made guy now. And then, you know, R.I.P. in peace. His yeah. push. They made right. him uh, go to the free agency. Free agency. <laughs> hey, Claudio Castagnoli or something like that. That was his name. He's yes. CSRO now. C- still Cesaro. Just... <laughs> Cicero. Cicero. <laughs> that's, that's the trademark you put out. <laughs> yeah, if I saw that. Oh, oh, God. All right. Well, it's time. Let's go get this started. WrestleMania 22, April 2nd, 2006 from Rosemont, Illinois, outskirts of Chicago at the Allstate Arena. 
17,155 in attendance. One of the last, actually, I think the last uh, arena WrestleMania. Up, oh, yeah, it's, it was the last yeah. arena WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Rest of them have been stadium ever since. Uh, 975,000 buy rate for this. Uh, theme songs were big time by Peter Gabriel and I Dare You by Shine Down. Um, two elite theme songs for a WrestleMania that you would not think would ever go together, but they made it work. Yeah, Big Time was great. I loved Big Time when that <laughs> came out. Um, that and the buy rate on this, wow. Real, yeah. real big. It's one of the higher ones, I, if I remember right. WrestleMania 20, uh, 28 was yep. the uh, biggest buy rate ever. We I just we just did a review on that. Uh, me and Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast, we uh, did Ooh. a review on that on last episode uh check that out in the archives but uh it was that wrestlemania was pretty damn good but yeah that's the biggest buy rate they ever did which obviously if they have rock cena on there it's gonna happen yeah Yeah, absolutely that was that was a great mania i think we uh we might discuss that a little Corey. i think on our last episode we might have mentioned it yeah i think it was an honorable mention of ours yeah and honestly it was a three-match show yeah Mm-hmm. It was a three match um, show. It was Cena Rock, uh, Punk, Jericho, and then uh, Taker Triple H. Corey's favorite match of all time. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you hate it, Corey. I love it. So. I, you know, if I go back and watch it, I'll probably like it. But just him crying put me off. Yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, you can just you know count the pen and be all right. <laughs> the hey that. The super kick pedigree near fall might be the best ever. Like I, I still to this day, like I see that and I look back, I'm like, are we sure Triple H didn't win that match? Like <laughs> they made you be- like for coming into that, they didn't, you didn't believe a shot right. hell that Triple H was going to win. But for a brief second, you're like, oh shit, this is possible now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. And if anybody was going to end the streak up to that point, I thought it'd be Triple H. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get that golden shovel ready. Yep. Hey, congrats. No, no, congrats to Triple H on a great career. Had to announce his retirement last week. Yeah, I wanted to get a little side note in there because, yeah, it's unfortunate. His health issues ended his career, but thank goodness he's still alive because that he was on the one-yard line, he said. So, yeah, prayers up to Triple yeah. H. He, uh, I mean, everybody kind of – it's it's the thing to give him shit from the online community, but – I mean, all in all, Triple H has been uh, a memory maker for many people that watched mm-hmm. the Ruthless Aggression and Attitude Era. So, you know, I give Triple H his due. He, and he always goes hard in uh, gimmick matches, too, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and in this main event, there are many times that he went hard today. Mm-hmm. Like, the with some of those bumps, I'm like, all right, I see you. I see you, Hunter. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> All right. So the show opens up with Destiny Ch- Destiny's Child's uh, uh, Michelle Williams singing America the Beautiful. Then we get a video package highlighting past WrestleManias with Shinedowns. I dare you playing in the background. Uh, Mark Henry, Taker, HBK, Vince, match, as well as the Triple Threat and the Cena Triple H match are highlighted. Um, I've got a question. Like it or hate this WrestleMania set? Um... I think it was okay. Like I, I don't think it was one that really stood out to me a lot. What I did like were the wrestlers, like portraits hanging above, like like from the rafters. That's the part that I really liked. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
I don't remember much of the set like after that, but I do remember those rafters coming down. But uh, definitely some more memorable sets in the years that followed. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, we got Jerry, King Lawler, and JR on commentary for Raw. I could see Joe Seisman in the background there. It was kind of <laughs> obvious. Um, the one that broke, the one that got his leg broken by Lawrence Taylor. Um, and then Taz Michael Cole on the SmackDown broadcast team, which uh, leads us into our first match. Big Show and Kane defending their WWE World Tag Team Championships against Carlito and Chris Masters. Uh, what a duo, Carlito and Chris Masters. Those are my boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, honestly, and this is not a joke. I'm 100% serious. When I was a kid, like like when I first started watching, my three favorite wrestlers were John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Carlito. I swear to God. Like, I don't know. He The first match I ever saw was Sean and Carlito. And I think after that, I'm just like, yeah, I'm a Carlito guy now. when he came back for that rumble i was like i popped a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. i i was very happy obviously because of the circumstances he was unable to spit an apple in people's faces but um no i i've always liked carlito uh his his t-shirt was an interesting choice here he had a t-shirt that said and i quote do you spit or swallow and had a picture of the apple on it I'm like, Jesus. oh my god! <laughs> like, I did not own that merchandise when I was a kid. Thankfully, well, at least it wasn't an out Val Venus locked and loaded. Oh, oh god! god. <laughs> the, the, what the semen drip? Shirt? Yep, oh, yep. Fucking Val, jeez, jeez, <laughs> Val. Yeah, um, I got to shout out Chris Masters since I don't know if he's anybody's favorite wrestler, but his theme went hard. The beat, yes, on that. yes. His entrance, man, that made him look like a star. Mm-hmm. And the master lock again, like as when we were kids, we were having master lock challenges all day. Like, <laughs> but so um, at least he had a memorable finisher and entrance. I mean, sometimes yeah. that's all you need. Not a lot of memorable stuff by them in this match because this was largely dominated by Show and uh, uh, Kane. And uh, we had Kane and Masters to start with the collar and elbow tie up, big shoulder block by Masters. Actually, a leap over and a drop kick from Kane showing off his athleticism um we have big show in slapping master's chest into oblivion headbutts and uh by big show scoop slam then a step over carlito tags in masters after he rakes big show's eyes this match goes about what six minutes and 45 seconds mm-hmm. um at one point carlito gets pressed th- to outside pressed and thrown outside to masters and then a uh diving clothesline on the outside of kane and Car- well, from kane to carlito and masters Kane, Big Show at one point palms Carlito's head like a basketball and just drops him back into the ring. But uh, after that, Big Show gets his leg drop kicked and uh, sends Big Show head first into the exposed turnbuckle. And then some Carlito, some Carlito, Chris Masters double team offense with a flapjack. Um, They go for a double team suplex. Bad idea on the 530 pound Big Show at this point. It was not. It was not a good, uh, good, uh, good idea. It was a bold move. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he was he was a uh, pretty large at this point <laughs> well the biggest show yes the biggest show shout out new blood but um <laughs> no this was i love the energy from this contest like no mm-hmm. joke like the the heels were bumping around kane this is like the most determined i've ever seen kane to go out <laughs> and like steal be like i'm gonna be an athlete here i i love that flying kane everywhere 
Oh, my gosh. Then Kane does get the hot tag after Big Show suplexes both of them. Uh, get back body drops Carlito and then gets the mountain punch mounted 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 punches in the corner on Carlito clothesline to Masters Carlito gets the boot up Carlito charges gets gets a sidewalk slam Masters then puts in the master lock on Kane Big Show breaks it up with a giant boot and then a snake eyes to Masters backstabber underrated finisher uh, by the way on on Kane by Carlito then we get Masters chop locking Big Show after a choke slam attempt. Uh, but then Kane goozles Carlito and Masters after he sits up, does the, the no-sell. Masters then accidentally takes out Carlito with a dive, and then Kane goozles Carlito and choke slams him. Game over. Monsters retain at 645. Mostly a squash match here. I, I always loved Big Show and Kane as a team, too. Like around did they, this did time. they lose the tag titles like right after this? The, yep, the Spirit Squad got the dub over them. You know, the the yeah. obvious team to beat Big Show and Kane. Um, no, uh, <laughs> like this, I thought this was a great opener. Like, obviously, it's not a five-star classic. There's been better Mania openers, but, like, it was what the crowd wanted to see. They were hot. For some reason, Carlito was super over, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's getting Carlito a chance the whole time. And, like, really, everybody played their part here. Um, mm-hmm. And just really good energy. Like it's better than I've seen some like opening matches where the crowd is kind of like, oh, we're not as excited now. And in this one, they're like, yeah, we want more. Yeah. yeah um, what you know, they had to break up and lose the titles after this because isn't this how they led into the uh, technical classic we watched? Yeah, the getting <laughs> into the May nineteenth. Um, Skylar, I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but Kane and Big Show did a match on Raw a couple weeks after this where for five minutes they worked like headlocks and arm ringers and everything. And I can't believe this. This yeah, exists? It, yeah, mm. like I'll have to send you the link after this. It was like maybe two or three weeks after. It's like in between Mania and Backlash. And the crowd booted out of the building. And I'm watching. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this, this is all I want. <laughs> we, we, whoever thought technical wrestling from big show and Matt, big show and Kane. <laughs> Cause this is where Kane started going crazy because of the May 19th thing. So big show, I think was trying to technically wrestle him to get him in a better mood was the story. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I graded this match. I, I, I gave it a C. I thought it wasn't bad. I thought it was a nice little thing to kick off things, but nothing like really groundbreaking. It's not one of the hotter openers, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I think it did its job. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a B minus here. Like I said, I, I and it might just be because I'm a Carlito fan, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I liked it. Like you said, it's not there's better openers. Um, like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like Brett No and Hart, um, or um, Daniel Bryan Triple H, but like I would rather have seen this than like show Miz versus John Morrison and R Truth at Mania 26. So hey, that wasn't actually that bad. That oh. one I actually kind of enjoyed. Uh, see, we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum now. For the, we're gonna have to compare the two. <laughs> like, uh, no. well, we can all just agree that this is not any Owen Brett opener. No. So, oh that's, no, uh, absolutely no. It's hey, it is better than Sheamus and Daniel Bryan though, from from a match <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So after that, we get uh, Masters and Carlito arguing with each other post match. So dissension being teased. Then we get Coachman backstage with Shawn Michaels issues starting in December when Michaels told McMahon to grow up. 
And he said not to expect a five-star wrestling match tonight. Tonight, it's going to be ugly. He's going to go to a place that he's never been before. And McMahon will endure his own personal hell tonight. So we get that. And that leads us into the next match, which is the second ever Money in the Bank ladder match. Star-studded cast here. RVD, Matt Hardy, Bobby Lashley, Ric Flair, Shelton Benjamin, and Finlay. And I didn't even realize, like, looking back at this, I'm looking at the, like, the lineup for this. It's like, holy crap, these are some legends on this, uh, in this match, really. Putting Ric Flair in a uh, Money in the Bank (laughs) match was a hell of a choice, and it worked out. He was actually in a TLC match just, like, two months earlier. Yes, this was, and we I wanted to do an episode on this uh before the dark side of the ring thing came out with Rick. Um, but it was going to be deathmatch flair where like for the year 2006, like Oh five Oh six, Rick flair decided to be a deathmatch wrestler. Like he did like a last man standing. He did that TLC. <laughs> he did this. He did the, I quit with Mick Foley. He did the match with big show. Like he's like 58 years old at this point too. <laughs> he also did a last man standing match in late Oh five too. With triple yeah. H. Yeah. That was where they used like a screwdriver and stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> This is nuts. Like they I had a cage match too, didn't they? Oh my god, they did. <laughs> yeah, that Taboo Tuesday that year. Yeah. Actually, a re- that's actually a really good match. Taboo Tuesday. They were uh yeah, Ric Flair. I don't know if he decided to go this route or Vince was like, <laughs> You won't retire. We're gonna have to force him to <laughs> like you I get mean, death matches. <laughs> I now back in the day, if we would have had maybe a couple years ago, Nick Gage and Ric Flair. I'm here for it. <laughs> Who can magic? Dude, he wouldn't even have to touch him with a pizza cutter. Like he, he touches head and Blair's just got a gusher going. All that scar it's, tissue there. They'd yeah. have to stare down and Ric Flair would just immediately start dripping blood. <laughs> He'd bleed just looking at Nick Gage. Oh, man, I love- the king, the god of this. Yeah, all that. Uh, we had Deathmatch Jericho last year, so that was... Yes, the pain maker. It's, it's a natural uh, progression of 50 and over wrestlers <laughs> to go into death well, matches. Well, you know who started it? Terry Funk. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really he, did. The, the OG, because after that, like Dusty Rhodes had like a stint in ECW, and then we started having like, well, Triple H became a deathmatch wrestler in the middle of his career, so that's a little bit different. But um, yeah, just in the natural progression. All right, so we get in the match, the Money in the Bank ladder match, second one ever. RVD, notice he gets the biggest reaction here. Mm-hmm. And one one point, thing I pointed out on the entrance is, I miss Lashley's pyro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they had some weird, like, uh, I, f- I forget the name of them, but like rocket sounding, like whistling sounding things yesterday on Raw, where like he threw out his arms and like it whistled and, like the two things. It was almost like the, uh, the old... Dudley Boys Pyro, but I missed, like you said, Ooh. that original one, the OG. All right. So we get Flair's second ladder match in his 30 year career. That was another point made on commentary. So everyone's like, all right, here to start. Okay, let's take out Lashley because he could screw all of us up pretty much. And I think that plays into his uh, career later on because Lashley is a wrecking machine no one can stop. Yeah, Bobby Lashley was the man. I was all in as like a kid at this point. Mm-hmm. 
I remember seeing him show up on SmackDown. And I was like, well, this guy's huge. He's going to kill everyone. <laughs> and then we get Lashley wrecking everyone after they try to attack him. He press slams Flair. Big roundhouse from Benjamin then eventually takes down Lashley. RVD then baseball slides a ladder into Matt Hardy, uh, plunches down onto the ladder and Matt Hardy onto Matt Hardy. And then Benjamin hits Finley with the ladder, leans it against the ropes. Then Benjamin just makes another WrestleMania moment, runs up the ladder and Senton's outside of the ring, just doing stuff nonchalantly. He takes out Hardy, RVD and Lashley there. Just what a, what a start. Shelton was always a star in these ladder matches. Like they, it's a shame that he didn't get a chance to eventually win one of them, but like he was always like, he would have that one moment that you would remember after the match. Sheldon is just such a disgustingly good athlete. Like <laughs> he does everything. Like he would, uh, you know, one of the only people, him, Pat McAfee and like two others that will vertical to the top rope. Um, but I can't believe you included Pat McAfee and Shelton Benjamin in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, dude, when he first did that, like I like I was watching the McAfee match. I was like, he's a fan, you know, like he's gonna do well. And then he a punter verticaled up to the top rope, and I was like, I've seen three people do that. We're not, <laughs> like Lance Storm, Mark Jindrak, Mark Jindrak, <laughs> and fucking Pat McAfee, and then we group. Yes. An elite group. Then we get uh, Finley and Flair fighting for the ladder. Hardy then meets Flair at the top of the ladder. And then Flair takes probably one of the biggest bumps of the night. Matt superplexes Flair off the ladder. And he does a hell of a job selling the left knee. Refs put the X up. Don't know if this was legit or Flair just asked him to do it. But yeah, I thought it was his back originally just because mm. I, I'm conditioned as a wrestling fan. Like, listen, back in the 70s, he was in a plane crash, so it still acts up. Um, but yeah, that was a bump that most yeah, pretty much all 50 something year olds should never take. But he did it and uh, it played really well into the drama of the match. Yeah, I thought I definitely thought that was legit, like watching this and when I watched it back a couple of times. And I mean, that's a crazy bump for anybody to take, let alone a man that was like going to be a grandfather pretty soon after that. <laughs> but like good for him and, and him coming back later is obviously like one of the coolest moments of the match. Mm-hmm. And then we get RVD going for the rolling thunder uh, after since ben, Benjamin face first into the ladder. And then RVD just lands on his spine. Awful, awful bump. We get Lashley climbing up for the briefcase. Lashley and Benjamin are charting rights. Sunset fl- sunset flower bomb, uh, new new move. Sunset flip <laughs> power bomb attempt by Benjamin. Lashley then holds on to the ladder. Then we get Finley Hardy with the assist to give uh, to complete the triple power bomb. And then I notice here we're getting loud RVD chance. So he's obviously kind of everyone's favorite to win it here. Um, Matt with a flurry on Finley. Uh, puts a ladder in Finley's face. Hardy then charges and eats a ladder. Uh, Finley's now just, he's wrecking, he's just a one-man wrecking crew here. Uh, throws the ladder down, charges Flair as Flair is making his way back to the ring. And uh, Flair climbs the ladder eventually. Matt stops him. Flair takes him out the chops. He's just lighting up Benjamin and Hardy both. Then uh, Flair has the briefcase at one point. Then Finley, he has to grab the reliable shillelagh. And uh, takes Flair off the ladder. And then we get uh, 
Benjamin and Finley on a ladder. Lashley then takes the ladder and knocks over Finley and Benjamin. Then Lashley, no pun intended, dominates. Dominator on Benjamin. He climbs up to the top. But then we have RVD coming into picture. Van Daminator knocks Lashley off the ladder with the chair. One of the most memorable spots of the match. Um, yeah, then we get Hardy setting up a ladder in the corner. He climbs. Leg drop Lashley from the top of the ladder. That Gosh, how I cannot imagine doing a leg drop from the top of a dang ladder because that just compresses your freaking spine landing on your tailbone. And he did that. The worst that I've seen him do was he did that cage match against Edge, I think, in like 05. And he did it off the top of the cage. And I'm like, that's, I mean, you're going to have like compression fractures in your spine someday if you keep that up. You don't think about it in the moment. You just gotta, <laughs> yeah. you just gotta do it, I guess. You yeah. slap a tornado, you slap a tornado, and you live for the moment. <laughs> and a, an underrated theme song. Oh my god! Oh man, Hardy Boys back in eight are back together in AEW for like the 80th reunion, and I'm still here for it. <laughs> it some things never get old, and the Hardys teaming up, and especially with them getting the vintage music as well. I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, then we get RVD after so Matt side effects. Uh, he's got his hands on the briefcase at this point. Matt side effects Finley off the ladder, and then RVD re-enters the picture. Uh, frog splash. Well, actually, not really a frog splash. It was more of just a splash off of mm-hmm. the ladder to Finley. At this point, everybody's down. Finley climbs himself, but then we get another memorable Shelton Benjamin moment, springboarding himself up to the top of the ladder, just out of, out of nowhere. Then we get Matt Hardy climbing another ladder and tries to sneak up. Benjamin slides over to Hardy and then RVD kicks it over, knocking party and Benjamin out off the ladder, out to the floor. Nasty bump there. We get RVD grabbing the briefcase, Mr. Money in the bank, 12 minutes, 31 seconds. Lots of fun here. Man, this, the first four money in the bank ladder matches like 21 through 24 did not miss like just very memorable and in contention with the best match on the show on like on some manias with some really good matches. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I, I didn't realize this match was only 12 minutes. Like it's uh it's action packed. And I really thought like, usually they give these about like 18 to 20, I feel like, and this is one of the shorter ones. And it was still really good. The first one actually was only 15. Really? really? Wow. Oh my God. It, it just is- feels like, in my mind, those were a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like and, I, I noticed TLC too. It was only 15 minutes too. Just I the pacing is unreal where there's like you, you feel like the stuff because I think the one on 23, because there was like eight guys in it and it was a shorter show. Like I think that went like 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was when they said, Oh, okay, we'll just start giving these guys more time. But I don't know if more time is better, like just rather than like okay, spot after spot after spot. Yeah, they probably wanted to give them some time to sell, but uh, for these matches, you don't need to. (laughs) Yeah. MVP of the match. Sheldon. I couldn't couldn't give it to anyone else. I mean, he... Yeah. For like five or six straight Money in the Banks, he was just out here. They were like, oh, who are we going to put in this? And they start with Sheldon and then work their way out. I think it was like 21 (laughs) through what, 25? He He was in all of them. Yeah, I think the only one he missed was 23 because, you know, they had to put, yeah. like, Mr. Kennedy in to win. 
that happened. Um, <laughs> no, no diss to Mr. Candy. Was he in 26? I think he was in 26. Yeah, he was. Oh, that sure. was one. Like he was even in them, like yeah. into like when they split him into SmackDown Raw, I feel like too, like into like 2010. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. well, that was the, I think he was in the last one for, before they started doing the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, the he was in, that was, that was at WrestleMania 26 where, yeah, uh, Jack Swagger won. Yeah, you couldn't get the briefcase yep. down. <laughs> one he of spent my a long time at the top of that ladder. <laughs> that one was like a 10-man money in the bank. Yeah, that was when they started getting like ridiculous with it. Like, hey, we got to get everybody on the card. But also, like, that's really hard to make a match with nine other guys compared mm-hmm. to like five at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then we get the uh, right, I think, right pick here for the win. I gave it this match a B. Thought it was fun. Lots of crazy spots. It was and I thought at the, this point it was definitely the right winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's not really anybody here that I think could have made as much of an impact on the main event scene as RVD did, other than Flair. But, you know, it's RVD hadn't done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have seen uh, oh, Ashley win here, but I do think RVD was the right call just because, you know, they were, you could tell they wanted Bobby to be, you know, the star he is now. But, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it was a little too early, but yeah, I would give this like a B plus. I mean, uh, you know, another, it's hard to follow up the original and they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was good too. We had, then we follow that up with Josh Matthews backstage with mean Gene, who got inducted into the hall of fame night before RIP mean Gene. Uh, we get Randy Orton showing up. Oakland says he got inducted for holding a mic. He said, no, Orton says Oakland got inducted for holding a microphone for 35 years. <laughs> Total heel move here. <laughs> And so when Orton becomes a Hall of Famer, he says he'll look back at nights like this. Everything he says is. Then Batista taps him on the shoulder. Big Dave. Doesn't matter who wins tonight. That person's holding the title is just holding it until he comes back. And by WrestleMania 23, he'll be world heavyweight champion again. Batista prophesied that and it came into fruition. Yes, it I did. <laughs> I didn't realize the big show was hurt here. I forgot about that. Like I, I just started looking down this and I was like, oh yeah, he, he is the reason the triple threat happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I did have to interrupt once just because I, I have, this is the fashion watch of the night here. Um, <laughs> we Batista wearing the, he's got the sunglasses indoors. He's got like the white collar and tie and a gray pinstripe suit, like big Dave is styling um, probably the best dressed wrestler maybe of all time like bold fits like mm-hmm. he he will have to be on the uh fashion watch mount rushmore someday i like it for <laughs> sure for sure <laughs> and then we get the uh hall of fame inductions uh announced but bret hart was not comfortable coming out participating as he was he was kind of the main event he was the main one getting inducted into that but this is a star-studded cast cast of uh, hall of famers uh, mean gene sensational sherry Tony Atlas, Vern Gagne. Uh, then we get celebrity inductee, William Refrigerator Perry, the Blackjacks, Lanza and Mulligan. Of course, the late, great Eddie Guerrero with Vicky there and Chavo to accept. And then at the end of that, Blackjacks raise Vicky's arms. It, yeah, it was a very nice moment, especially for the, the two, like, uh, well, you know, Vicky Guerrero and uh, Sherry Martel as well. Cause Sherry, I know she'd had 
like difficulties, you know, leaving WWF and then she's in WCW and she just didn't appear for a while. So she seems super, super happy. And then Vicky, of course, I mean, what else can you say about, you know, Eddie Guerrero and just the legacy that Vicky Guerrero has had in the business, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, you know, she transitioned into it pretty well, which I couldn't believe. Yeah. Cause like they literally had her mess up a spot in like 2005 and that was all we had seen of her. And yeah. then they were like, all right, Vicky, get in here. And it worked out. But, um, I do got to shout out Tony Atlas here. Um, <laughs> greatest laugh in the business, first of all. <laughs> um, but his character on Young Rock is played from a guy by a guy from our hometown uh, on the new TV show. Oh, nice. And, uh, he uh, went to the same high school as us. And so if you see Tony Atlas out there, he's uh, one of the guys. Uh, Antoine Torbert is his name. So oh, okay. shout out to him. That's a good show, by the way. I've watched I watched the uh, entire first season of it. So. I've enjoyed Young Rock quite a bit. My dad was a big fan. He was like, look at all these guys. I remember all of them. I, like, <laughs> I know, Dad. That's from the 80s. <laughs> oh, I hope you know them. But uh, <laughs> up next is what probably it was actually what was the hardest hitting match of the night as expected. Oof. JBL accompanied by Jillian Hall with taking on Chris Benoit, who's defending the WWE United States Championship. Honestly, I like I think they show the grat match graphics. I love the match graphics heading into like each as a uh, even before the even if they didn't have a video package, they show the match graphics. I absolutely right. loved it for this. Oh yeah, it's it's like uh, I think for maybe the most realistic match of the night when it comes to hard hard hitting, I think it's cool they have like a little bit of that boxing MMA uh, presentation there with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is a a fun match like. These are two guys you know that won't care. They were they will just beat the shit out of each other. Like <laughs> this is like a this is like the most new Japan kind of match you'll see in WWE. Yes. I and this is like to me, I love when JBL isn't like Southern Heel JBL. I like Stan Hansen JBL where he's just gonna beat you up. And this is he's at his best here. Like this mm-hmm. is this match, it is maybe one of my top three favorites on the entire show. Wow, that's that's bold. I, I wasn't mine, but that, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. But yeah. um, we got collar elbow tie-ups to start things off. Um, they're trading very stiff shots in the corner. Benoit eventually throws him off ropes with a JBL shoulder block. We get a drop toe hold by Benoit. He goes for the cross face immediately. And then we get the headbutts to the back of JBL's neck. And then uh, JBL keeps working the headlock. Benoit is working on the leg of JBL at this point and then pounding on the back of his head continues just unprotected shots to the back of the head. Great stuff here. <laughs> and then we get some knife edge chops by Benoit in the corner. Um, Irish whip. Uh, Benoit runs to the boot. Arm drag by Benoit. Sharpshooter attempt. And then JBL powders out to the outside. He hides behind Jillian. Being the cowardly little Texas heel that he is, pokes Benoit in the eye to get the advantage. Good old Jillian being in here. Forgot that she had to deal with all of the. She went through a lot during this. <laughs> she had a mole on her face. Yeah. yeah. She um, went through a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, and she played her role well. I think her and JBL had some good chemistry together for sure. Um, but she's known, of course, more for having the mole on her face and then for her later singing career. Sliced bread. <laughs> sliced bread. Was it? No, was it sliced bread? No, it's not sliced bread. It's whatever. Um, I can't remember what her song was. Oh gosh! Now you want me? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I um, love how she just. I was at a, she was a funny Spears. thing about Jillian, yeah. real quick. 
I was at a Monday Night Raw where she won the women's title. Oh my, you were at that one. And then she lost it immediately to Melina afterward. I remember that because I remember sitting there thinking, well, they finally done it. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that she won the title. So you you just put that back in my mind. Oh my gosh. Then we get uh, JBL. Um, Once they get back into the ring, JBL just is laying in the shots here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he charges in the corner, misses, then Benoit connects with the triple Germans, goes up top. JBL pulls official in front of him, then crotches Benoit on the top rope. And then JBL, being a total ass here, does the Eddie taunt. I, I hated that. That was like the one thing in the match that honestly thinking about it might be out of my top three favorites because I I don't know. There's some ways to get heat. I that was cheap. I'm f- yeah, cheap. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a fan of that. Like, that's, and that's why I struggle with JBL. Just to put it, yeah. And we later yeah. learned what how the, Eddie's death did affect Benoit. So yeah, so I'm not a fan of that. But everything else, like JBL, he'll just he'll be the bit. He's the bully in this match, though. Like otherwise, it's like he's beating on him. He's beating on him, and as soon as Benoit does something to fight back, he runs away. Mm-hmm. We eventually get JBL suplexing Benoit off the second rope. Um, he covers for the first time in the match. We didn't have any covers for quite a while here. Uh, he continues doing the Eddie taunt, then the throat slash. He goes for the three amigos, which is the ultimate yeah. dastardly as, move. Uh, as Bruce Pritchard would say, he's a heel. Lord. <laughs> oh, uh, then we get Benoit countering on the third suplex. Fights back, runs into a big boot for a near fall. Then we get a nerve hold on Benoit's trap while JBL chokes Benoit. Then Benoit fires up, suplex, back suplexes him, double down, Benoit with the right. He hits the three amigos Benoit does on JBL. Uh, he heads back up for the typing headbutt, connects. Benoit then gets a long two count from that. Right after that, this match kind of ended pretty suddenly. Benoit yeah. misses in the corner. He ducks. Benoit ducks on the clothesline from hell. JBL uses ref as shield. He goes for it. Benoit gets the crippler's cross face on JBL. Then JBL rolls up Benoit, grabs the ropes, and gets the three count, winning the U.S. championship at 10 minutes, 10 minutes exactly. Yeah, this, uh, I think it had a combination of really good stuff and then, you know, JBL's ignorant stuff. And, I like I love the whole dynamic between the two. Very big to me. I say the only thing I can really compare it to is like a Stan Hansen Kenta Kobashi match. Like obviously not as good, but like the maybe the style, like the story told. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like it just with the hard hitting action and Benoit's like the never say die baby face with the chops and everything. But and they had some really good just small details like like you mentioned like the the jbl's choking um benoit but he also has the nerve hold in Mm -hmm. and then um just like how benoit punched it like he's he's punching at the back of jbl's head and jbl's blocking the cross face by clasping his own hands like Mm -hmm. just really good small details and i would have been cool if this would have had a more definitive finish but i think that it was well done the way it was it was just kind of abrupt Mm -hmm. i agree um we didn't see a clothesline from hell though so that immediately brings it down at least a letter grade for me (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but now if there was a uh, old man dive, would it bring one up for you though? Yeah, that would you, know, no, you know what would bring it up for me? It's it's now my one of my favorite moves: the spinning toe hold. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Harry Funk special spinning <laughs> like, toe hold. You got if it doesn't have a spinning toe hold, it automatically gets deducted half half a star. <laughs> That's uh, one of those things. To me is like if you hit a pump handle slam. You it's always your, very special um, and, and uh, the handles. abdominal stretch you know or That's jr with thing, an indian yeah. death lock oh yeah. i never just get somebody to treat you like jbl or jbl geez, like jr treats an indian death lock like mm-hmm. my god or uh find uh the fire that jbl had or J- jbl the fire that jr has when he would see triple h in the early 2000s <laughs> oh my gosh he had some fire later on in the night. We'll get into that. Yes, he did. But uh, Sean um, Sean McMahon is just a little bit of teaser. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I think I'd probably give this. Well, I would have given the Money in the Bank a B or B plus. I give this a B because um, I really did like it, but there was some things that were lacking with it. Mainly JBL being JBL. JBL. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, but I for a JBL match, this is close to as good as you're going to get. Like the, the Eddie Guerrero matches and JBL are like the peak, but mm-hmm. like, this is pretty good. Yeah, I, got, I, I gave it a C plus. Well, okay. All right. I, I, feel, I, feel, I, I feel like the finish was flat. It was yeah. flat and out of nowhere. Cause I was yeah. enjoying the match until that point. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I totally get it. Like I, and I don't think they ever really ran this back either which surprised me because I'm like, this seems like something, the beginning of a feud, Like mm-hmm. you could probably carry this out for another two months. But I think they ended up positioning JBL to fight Ray Mysterio after this. And then he fought Lashley mm-hmm. and he retired. So mm-hmm. how about you, Corey? What would you, what would you grade it? I'll go in between you guys. I'll go with a B minus. Okay. Again, you know, I just I have to knock it down because of the lack of clothesline from hell. But, uh, <laughs> it's always I so mean, good when he takes people's heads off. Oh it yeah, is. he throws it like nobody's business, man. <laughs> he he goes for the kill. I think you were the one that gave me the idea to use back in our backyard wrestling days, Skyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use the clothesline from hell as a finish because Corey <laughs> told me to. He's like, "Yeah, this would be a great move for you to use. You'll break and, somebody's <laughs> collarbone." Yeah. Well. At first, like I couldn't even do it because people would put their elbows up to block it because they were afraid. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I'm just so I think uh Chase Oliver to tell everyone, like, hey, you're not allowed to do that. Like you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna tear his bicep. Like, but good times, great move, great move. But well, not yes. only do we have something, well, that that was close clothesline from hell was a great move, but this match is great, period. Coming up, hardcore mm-hmm. match, edge with Lita. In, her, in his corner, taking on Mick Foley, and uh, gosh, this is going to be this is this is going to be a fun one to go over. But Edge, mm-hmm. the wait, the lead up to this, uh, Foley cost Edge walking into Mania as champion as uh, Edge lost his rematch on a Raw at, with Foley as a special guest referee. Uh, he was taking on Cena for the title that he lost at the Royal Rumble that year. Still don't agree really with that move. Um, but Edge, he wanted to give Foley a marquee match at WrestleMania, and Foley counters that offer with the hardcore match. And uh, Edge thinks Foley went soft. And Edge, well, Foley says Edge brought back the uh, hardcore legend. He awoken uh, somebody he didn't want to meet, pretty much. 
um to this like this was a match that edge needed because he you know finally got that wwe title after cashing money in the bank it was a big moment but then he lost three weeks later and like he's in danger of floundering and being like that lame duck champion and so this is just i mean i would say at this point this was the biggest match in his career yeah this uh, i mean this was huge and especially uh the way it ends kind of you know mm-hmm. cements him as the rated r superstar and somebody that's very dangerous yeah I, at the end of, in my notes this is like this solidified edge as a main eventer absolutely yeah there's there's no better way that, to put it than that and shout out to mick foley for helping him do that mick is the goat of making people yes i <laughs> shout out to him for being willing to light himself on fire <laughs> and wrap himself in barbed yeah. wire yeah we'll get into that in a second life choices man (laughs) and the perfect person's brought in for commentary on this joey freaking styles so it's joey and uh jr calling the not jr but joey and uh lawler calling this match together Uh, we get edge coming in with a bat uh soon as fully come soon as uh fully comes in edge swings with the bat and misses fully it's a bulldog hangs edge in the tree of woe and hits him with an elbow drop right after that Big boot from Edge and the big boot from Edge followed by a clothesline. Lita then gives Edge a cookie sheet, cooking sheet. He clobbers Foley in the head with it, uh, uses another, and then Foley just crumbles the way only Foley can crumble. Foley can crumble. Um, street sign. He uh, baseball slides it into Foley's face. He goes for the spear and he hits it this time, but goes down in pain. And everyone's wondering because Foley has a dark colored flannel on over his uh, other clothing so we don't know what's underneath there but then he takes that flannel off revealing his red and black flannel but he reveals that he has wrapped himself with barbed wire which is definitely a choice oh that's a that's got to be a fashion watch for me here too a double <laughs> flannel what what a yep. ballsy move <laughs> um if we are going to talk about fashion watches before i forget edge and lita's gas station vests that they had <laughs> uh i had an action figure with edge like the first one that i got of him with this attire and like i i don't know why i got that one like the, i think my parents bought it for me but like he looked psychotic like he looked like he was coming from like a uh somewhere in the prairies of canada like a <laughs> <laughs> like from a gas station there and he's ready to fight on a saturday night like big energy right there i love it oh my <laughs> then we get a uh, fully cutting himself out of the barbed wire, then whips edge with it, which is a, a choice. Um, he presses it into edge's flesh. Edge's arms are pretty cut up at this point. He gets tied up in the ropes. He grabs a barbed wire bat from the ring steps, which I, everything's hidden underneath the ring steps at this point. For some reason, um, Lita then locks in a sleeper on Foley to stop um, Mick from this offense, but Mick's just like, screw it. I'm just going to send everybody over the top rope. He cactus clotheslines all th- everybody out to the outside. They'll actually get a cover here. Um, good spot. That was mm-hmm. a really good spot. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we get Foley with the rapid rights by the ring steps and charges. Foley then charges, eats a hip toss onto the ring steps. God, that looked like it hurt. And then we get fully whipped into the ring steps again. As only Foley can take it, he just hits knees first and tumbles over the steps. This guy, he is uh, out of pocket 
<laughs> he yeah i just him and undertaker would both take that same bump but undertaker would be like all right i'll break this out maybe you know two or three times a year for big impact and mick's like yeah every match you know i'm just gonna come in and do it like <laughs> every match I, i'm gonna try to maim myself pretty much yep i just i've never seen a wrestler who, as talented as Mick Foley. And I mean, cause all, you know, all these guys are talented that hates their body as much other than maybe Darby Allen. Like those are the two. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's going to be living that Mick Foley lifestyle the way he's going. Jeez. Yeah. Especially he, have, he, doesn't the he doesn't have the weight to cushion that stuff either. Oh no. Yeah. He, he just bounces off things. Like I've, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. I have never seen anybody use their body like a weapon like the top three are like Darby, Mick Foley, and Sabu. But like Darby is well, yeah, they're all you different. Look at Dynamite Kid in there too. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. That man, yeah, yeah. Because literally, Foley, uh, Foley's influence, one of his biggest influences, yeah. was Dynamite Kid. Yeah, he loved the uh, the Tiger Mask series. I remember him like talking about that, and I think he stole. He stole like some series of moves with that uh, when he fought Alex Shelley of all people, which is just wa- a wild match. Shout out to O nine TNA. <laughs> oh my gosh, those, that was that was those that was a time in TNA. <laughs> Certainly, you got a lot of different characters in that. But uh, Edge introduces chairs into the match, then hits a baseball slide drop kick to take Foley out of the ring. Sets up a table on the outside. Set places Foley on. He's like, okay, I'm gonna head up top and see if I can do anything, but Foley gets off of it. Edge chases Foley then, and then Mick takes another awful bump, gets his head just absolutely driven into the steel uh, ramp, Mm -hmm. which sounded just god-awful. I think that out of all the bumps that both guys have taken like that night that might have been the one that was the worst honestly because <laughs> like obviously like yeah going through like the finish and everything and some of like the tax and stuff but like that is like okay you can get a concussion or you can break your neck like oh lord is there a wrestler that's ever taken crazier bumps than Mick Foley? i mean like just consistently cons- yeah I, I can't know. I can't think of anyone right off I mean, the top of my head. Like Shane yeah. would do some stupid stuff, but like very like sporadically. Yeah. But Mick was like, Yeah, I'll jump to the concrete tonight. Like yeah. he was tax. Crazy. I'm gonna go face first into tax tonight. Oh. I'm gonna set myself on yep. fire. I just I all the respect in the world to Mick Foley. Because again, he was really talented enough where at the end of the day, I don't think he had to do that but it is what got him noticed and Mm -hmm. then everything else like near the end of his peak where it was like, yeah, literally everything else is coming into play and you prolonged your career by becoming like a, the best comedy character, like Mm -hmm. the in wrestling at that point. And then uh, we get fully getting doused in lighter fluid. Um, So that, that was, that was interesting there. And we get fully fighting back. He hits a cactus pile driver on edge for a near fall. He sets up edge for a version of the concerto with a cooking sheet. Um, then we get Lita with the distraction edge. DDT's fully onto the sheet. Um, edge grabbing the barbed wire bat. He hits fully in the gut, repaying the favor from earlier, hitting him in the face with it. Fully now bleeding edge is already busted up at this point. Uh, Bulldog by Edge onto the bat gets a near fall. Then Edge grabs a giant bag of thumbtacks, 
dumps him in the corner. Foley hits a back suplex on Edge onto the tax, just directly on it. Edge then gets out Mr. Sacco, not Edge, but Foley. He gets out Sacco, wraps it in barbed wire and applies it to Edge and Lita. And Edge is selling here after he takes the tax bump is so on point. It's and right before that too, like Lita's selling after the barbed wire Sako, where like she legitimately had her lip cut open too. So she's sitting there like on the outside looking like very dazed with like a bloody lip. I was like, this this match is like the body count for this match is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like they're just ugh. Yeah, they were feeling this for a while after, I guarantee. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. God, Edge was like, yeah, I used to do some ladder matches. And Nick was like, let me bring out some thumbtacks, some fire. <laughs> let me let me uh, expand your horizons a little bit. Yeah, then we get, actually, actually, Edge didn't return the favor, but Edge actually gets hit with the, the bat next, with the barbed wire bat. It fully returns the favor from earlier. It's an elbow drop with the bat. Edge is now busted open. So Edge wasn't busted open in his face, but he's busted open in his arm earlier. Then Foley, he grabs the lighter fluid, douses it. Um, Lita gets lo- hits, a, hits Foley with a low blow with the barbed wire bat. Lita Oof. then saturates the table further, lights it on fire, and then we get the WrestleMania moment with Edge spearing Foley through the ropes to the outside through the flaming table. Edge makes the cover, and this one's mercifully over at 14 minutes and 36 seconds. And my God, what a this is the closest thing you'll ever see to a death match in WWE. Yeah, anything with Foley. I mean, like, I think another one that was close was probably uh, the one with Orton. And mm-hmm. they were, you know, both Foley matches. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the other one, even though it's like, It'd be that ECW one night stand 06 when it was what Edge and Foley against uh, Dreamer and Terry Funk. And then um, Lita and Beulah were on both sides too. But mm-hmm. like this, yeah, it's the most violent match, I think, in the history of WrestleMania for sure. Um, it is that death match for WrestleMania. Like I, this is a match that I saw when I was a kid and I loved it. Probably too young to be watching it, but, but uh, it, I went back, like this was the first time in a few years that I saw it and I enjoyed it just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as Bill Burr once said, I love violence. And, um, <laughs> they chose violence that day. They did. They woke up and they chose did. violence. <laughs> you, just, you love he to see woke it. up knowing like Edge and Mick both woke up and they were like, we're probably going to catch on fire today. Like it's just, it's going to happen. And do you know what the crazy part about that? Well, there's two things that I remember from Foley's uh, from the hardcore diaries, which talked about this book um, or this, this match, it was the book that talked about it. Um, the one was fully listened to like this special song that he used to listen to, like before his really violent matches. And it's like this, what is it like winter by Tori Amos. So it's like this, really like <laughs> delicate song and then he's like thinking about these violent things and i think edge went to talk to him before the match and he was like in the zone listening to it and he left he's like yeah no i'm not gonna talk to him about this <laughs> and the other thing is i guess mick foley hated this match and it wasn't because of the content or anything but because i guess at some points like a lot of points during the match uh, if like I guess if you look closely, like his, you could see like his underwear. Like he's got like his like. I never uh, even noticed yeah. that. Right, and only after like I had read that, I noticed. Like I looked. I'm like, yeah, it shows up a few times, but like really, like 
you can't even tell like that's his underwear like it looks like i don't know like another shirt underneath i'm like i mean yeah when you're slamming into barbed wire and and stuff you might bust a sag randomly and you're wearing you're (laughs) wearing sweatpants yeah Yeah. two flannels like you can give yourself some slack man because you just stole the show like Like, yeah they stole the show they did not this is the match of the night in my opinion agreed Match, match of the night i gave it an a this like uh, like I said before, we really got into the match. This just made this solidified Edge's spot as the main event uh, level star. Um, Foley finally gets his WrestleMania moment mm-hmm. in a ma- memorable WrestleMania match. Unforgettable. It's so good. Yeah, um, definitely an A for me as well. Uh, there's I think two things that I want to mention just two more. The one is it reminded me, even though this match was a lot better of uh, hangman, Adam page and Joey Janela in the Chicago street fight it all in um, just because they had, it wasn't just the two of them, but like Lita played a huge part in this match and Penelope Penelope Ford played a huge part in that match where like they're taking bumps. They're out here doing offensive moves. And so like shout out to all three combatants. And mm-hmm. then, also, the ending of this match where you have Mick Foley laying on the ground, covered in blood, like his back is like sizzling and like the camera zoomed in on Mick Foley looking up like dazed and everything. And then you have Edge and Lita who look like they've just survived like a crazy battle in war where they have like that thousand yard stare, like where it's like they're not even celebrating if they won. They're just like, we are alive. And, and, and then fully gets up and smiles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. He does at the end and raises his arm. He's like, yeah, I got that moment. It's like, uh, these people are built different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely an a match here. I mean, one of the first extremely hardcore matches I've ever seen. And, uh, I liked what I saw. <laughs> Made me, uh, you know, after this, the, um, ECW one night stand stuff was, you know, big or right before, was it right before this last was oh five? Yeah, oh five yeah. was the first yeah. one. Yeah. So you had mm-hmm. the the um rise and fall of ECW. So that opened up uh, you know, a lot of kids that were like 10 or 12 uh to hardcore wrestling, and this was a good uh <laughs> next step. <laughs> Definitely. And then we get a little bit of a cool down after this for sure. It's a bit of a cool down because everyone's just like sitting there jaws on the floor from what just happened. So we this have, is Tom's uh, main event of the evening, too. Hey, this is hey, I love <laughs> I love this for what it was, honestly. So we have Booker T with Charmel backstage, scared yep. as hell of Boogeyman. Yes. Freaks are always drawn to Booker. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then we get Paul Burchill shown in his pirate gimmick. <laughs> then we get Eugene with Ted, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> then we get May Young and Mula with Snitsky licking May's feet. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I didn't um, remember that. Oh, one more thing. Goldust and drag. Yeah. Literally, they just, it, this is like um, a Twilight Zone episode for Booker T. Like, he's walking through. He's like, what else could possibly happen? <laughs> um, honestly, I think the Snitsky appearance with uh, Fabulous Mula and Mae Young might be more disgusting than anything we saw in the previous match. Um, yes um yeah no this was it it is weird that teddy biasi was included with all these people that are supposed to be freaks because i'm like i thought his character was pretty normal but but i love it's a a crazy it's a wacky gimmick yeah Yeah. where was papa shango like (laughs) r.i.p papa shango's the character at least um yeah i liked 
that every WrestleMania had a really bad segment that had all the legends and weird characters. <laughs> like it was, this one was better than some of the others, but like, I'm like, well, you got all these people at WrestleMania payday. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, that's nice. And, um, uh, so they all got together. So actually Goldust says he needs some help. That Booker needs some help. So it's Oprah dust. <laughs> no i didn't catch that part oh they my all God. got together to show booker that he needs to get let the freak out to beat boogeyman Goldust says he needs to take the worms and put them in them in your then whispers to booker and then booker just loses his crap on him pretty much and then snitsky at the end says that is not my fault and uh it, former tag partners there too yes. <laughs> booker and gold hey that was a good <laughs> tag team but yeah yeah, I was I was a fan. Um, I do like that they had Goldust talk to him though, since they have some kind of history. Who's like, listen here, man? Let me tell you what to do. You gotta let the freak out. You were what was it? Obi Book Kenobi. <laughs> I just can you imagine I'm about though, to go medieval? <laughs> that out of all of these people, Goldust is the one that is still wrestling. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Like, I mean, I think Snitsky might do some independent stuff once in a while, but like, you know, Dustin Rhodes is still wrestling on a fairly regular basis on national TV. It just wrestled on what rampage last week. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestled Archer. Yeah. So like that's, and we, and me and Corey have beef with Archer now because he, (laughs) he had to jump our boy chase Oliver backstage and not give him a chance to win. I'm up. The only reason he beat him. Yeah. You know what they say? Everybody dies. Yep. Our RIP Chase Oliver's undefeated streak in AEW. <laughs> now, now 0-1. Oh, uh, all right. We get this Booker T and Charmel <laughs> taking on the Boogeyman in a handicap match. And Book, Booker and Charmel look scared as hell coming out. They even uh, pull the Eric Young and get scared by their own pyro. <laughs> in the lead up to this match, Booker's been feigning injuries. Um, latest one was in, on Saturday night's main event where he's running in a towel by the end of it, celebrating <laughs> and uh, get, runs away from Boogeyman. But uh, I gotta say, Boogeyman, one of the cooler interests I've seen. His presentation was always super cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love that when he came back, like, wasn't it like two years ago? And um, he still smashed the clock over his head. Yeah. <laughs> this man, like 57, was like, yeah, let me just. <laughs> real quick that dude is so in shape still though yes he is like better shape than i'll ever be in (laughs) same um i i told Corey yesterday we were talking about this skylar i I was texting him i said in some other universe different than ours the boogeyman was an undertaker streak opponent so it was mordecai and mordecai yeah both of them in some other world we got a triple threat match one time Oh, oh Boogie, God. Mordecai, and Taker. That would probably uh probably start the rapture or something. There'd be too much power in one ring. Oh my gosh, that'd be that'd have been amazing. And I and I don't think it would be an amazing wrestling match by any stretch of the imagination at all. No, but uh if listen, if you go cinematic with it though, I think mm-hmm. you got something there. Oh, yeah, man. I can only imagine. He could Just... be shooting worms out of like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright so Booker hides behind Charmel to start this match and it's Boogeyman and Charmel to start because Booker's like no way in hell I'm getting in to face Boogie at the beginning uh, Charmel, t- Charmel tags Booker like right after Boogie attacks gets attacked at the beginning 
So this is like, this match doesn't even go four minutes. Um, so Booker beats down Boogeyman for a few minutes. Then we get Boogeyman grabbing Booker's throat. Charmel with the distraction. Low blow by Booker. Hits the thrust kick for a near fall does Booker. Then we get Booker choking Boogeyman, Boogeyman on the ropes. And then Booker with the rights. Boogie's no selling here. Boogeyman catches a Booker kick. Misses with a clothesline. Bookend from Booker T gets a near fall. Then Boogeyman with the comeback. Booker T's boot misses with the scissors. It hits the boot. Misses with the scissors kick. Then a big old forearm by Boogeyman. A stiff one, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And then we get Boogeyman sending Booker into the ring post shoulder first. Gets the worms out. Puts them in his mouth. Then Charmel comes up from behind with the scepter. Boogie kisses Charmel with the worms. And then Booker goes for the splash in the corner. Boogie ducks. Booker goes headfirst into the top turnbuckle. Choke bomb to Booker. And that's it at under four minutes. Oh, I, <laughs> there was a meme I saw on Twitter one day, and it said, I can't believe WWE let this man run around eating worms. And <laughs> it still holds true for me. Like, can't believe that was a gimmick. But, I mean, he was fun. I mean, like, yeah. we're always going to remember him. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think that, because shout out to Charmel, by the way, the she will be a WWE Hall of Famer as of this Friday. I think that just taking the worm spot with the kiss from Boogeyman automatically should have put her in the Hall of Fame already. Um, that that takes that takes some guts right there. But uh, also the Boogeyman forearm during that comeback was like nasty, and I got thoughts of like a Masawa Boogeyman match, the dream match we never got and we all deserved. Um, yeah, you know this it happened. We we got through it. Uh, it could have been worse, honestly. Yeah, not the worst Boogeyman match I've seen. He did have the tag match with Finley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was... The Boogeyman is undefeated at WrestleMania. Let's just keep that in mind. Oh, my goodness. He's 1-0. Yep. He's got Taker's streak. He can't be stopped. <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> what can't be stopped? Oh, I, give it, oh, I forgot to grade it. So, uh, it's a C, I gave it a C plus. I thought it was a cool little cool down fun kind of comedy match to uh, kind of get the crowd back to earth. And I didn't think it stay overstay is welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a D plus, but like, again, it wasn't even that I hated it. Like it, it served its purpose. Like the crowd, obviously if you would have put the next match right after that hardcore match, it would have suffered. Like this is it perfect for what it was. Just, uh, I would say, I give it a C if I combine it with the segment beforehand. Yes, we gotta yeah do that. Uh, as a, as a... Uh, yeah, I'll give it a C minus then. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. Move it up. Move it up. <laughs> All right. Up next, one of the an underrated match of the night, really. Uh, Trish Stratus defending the women's championship against Mickey James, and Mickey James is the challenger here, and she's the psycho obsessed with Trish. Uh, Mickey's James is the biggest fan of Trish, uh, copies Trish cosplays her, cosplays her, and then kisses her on Raw, that Christmas episode. And this is like the first, what, lesbian storyline WWE's done? Yeah. No, this... they had uh, oh. they had HLA. Oh, oh yeah. God. That gimmick from Bischoff era, the beginning of the yeah. Bischoff era. Oh, yeah. God. We're going to forget that happened. Though. <laughs> Hot lesbian action, that's what they called it. Oh my god! I tried to get Stephanie involved in, and then it was Rikishi. 
Oh my God, this is see the early two thousands. People, you got that, you got, yeah, you guys need to do an episode on that. Oh Lord, yeah, we'll have to <laughs> at some point. Yep. Yeah, happen. it's gonna. I think it might be on the list actually. Yeah, that, I think it was. Yeah. Hit the Stranger Rings podcast at yep. some point because that was certainly a time in WWE because they were just. Yeah. I think they were just trying stuff at that point. Yeah, it's it's post Attitude Era, but they were still trying to be the Attitude Era, so it was mm. like. Yeah, that weird space. But this might be the if we it's a lot bet this storyline is a lot uh I'm trying to think of it more successful than the first um lesbian storyline in WWE. Like oh, this for, is, for sure. Yeah. That's it's not even close. No, no, but, not uh, at all. <laughs> Trish in the time leading up to this, they said they need time apart, and then on Saturday night's main event, Nikki hits Trish with the chick kick and the satisfaction, the silver lining here is that she'll be the new women's champion. At, at one point, Mickey had kidnaps Ashley, Trish's best friend. Trish attacks Mickey. Why? Mickey Why then was that a thing? Why do we kidnap people in wrestling? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's like the it's like the NXT parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> don't go there. Jeez. So, so it, for that, we get attack, Trish attacking Mickey. Mickey eventually plants Trish with a DDT and the Mickey's bleeding from the nose kisses Trish. But what were you saying? Going to say there, Tom, I saw you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say like, there's no way I would go into the NXT parking lot with, without a lethal weapon of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a fear for my life, but my I lethal- would keep Steve Blackman on me. I keep Omos on me. <laughs> Omos. Yeah. Nobody will mess with you. If you got Omos, your own personal Colossus as I used to refer to him. So, <laughs> but uh, we got Trish coming out looking good as ever coming out for mania. She's had a one year reign with the title up until this point. Uh, get a collar elbow to start. Uh, Mickey, Go behind, goes behind Trish, slaps her. Um, Trish then Des presses, drilling Mickey with punches. Trish with offense in the corner, chops and stomps. Um, Mickey goes for the chick, not Mickey, but Trish goes for the chick kick on the outside, hits her leg on ring post. That's where the the limb work comes in as Mickey works the injured leg of Trish. Good, good. I thought that was a good point for uh, a focus here during this match. I think Mickey's attack of the leg and just overall character work, but the attack of the leg like showed how good she was compared to like, I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by it. Like, Oh my God, this is like, especially compared to what we were getting, like the, the Tory Wilson's and Candace Michelle's who just weren't as good workers, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mickey was great here. And then we get, uh, this is kind of where the crowd is kind of starts becoming a bizarro land here. <laughs> As let's go Mickey chance as Mickey is the heel here. Um, so Mickey continues to attack Trish's leg, slams her leg onto the mat, single crab at one point, pulls hairs Trish on it uh, while she's doing it. Um, Mickey sets up the leg in the corner and rises to stomp down on it. Crowd is at this point, crowd is like just super big for Mickey here. Uh, Trish kicks out a submission attempt. Um, hits head scissors on Mickey. She's coming back. Clotheslines Mickey. Hits a spine buster for a near fall. Um, whips Mickey into the corner. Mickey kicks at Trish out of midair. Uh, Mickey heads up top. Goes Trish then goes for stratosphere. Mickey counters and uh, slams Trish's leg. Pins Trish in a very overtly sexual way with legs over her head. Some like what Rio Ripley, Ripley's been doing here recently. Yeah, that was it. it. Again, Mickey's character work. Like the thing is, that's crazy. Is like she did it, and 
it played into this crazy character perfectly and the crowd went nuts for it. And this isn't even the most overtly sexual thing she does in this match. <laughs> no, and it's, it's not shown on Peacock. So we'll get no. to that in a second. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. This was, I mean, but I love, I love JR's reaction to this whole thing where he's on commentary and he's like pro Trish because he's like, yeah, Mickey's like a dangerous psychopath that's stalking Trish and the crowd start cheering for Mickey. He's like, I don't know if they let these people out from the home or what's going on. Like, I don't know why they're cheering for Trish or not cheering for Trish Stratus. Jesus. (laughs) I, I think it's the hot, crazy girl pretty much is what they're going for. Yeah, and like the, the crowd was behind it. Um, and like I said, they were telling an excellent story in ring too. Mm-hmm. Like some of the strikes were a little sloppy at the beginning, but like they were going at it. Um, at one point, yeah, that right after the the, the sexual pin, um, Trish rolls up Mickey for a near fall. Mickey goes for a DDT. Trish counters, sends Mickey into the corner. Mickey then counters and attacking Trish. She uh, goes for the Hurricane Rana. Trish. Which the, the Hurricane Rana, Mickey going for the Hurricane Rana, the crowd popped for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Trish countered it into a beautiful power bomb for a near fall. Um, we get mounted punches to Mickey. Trish then with a bridge duck on Mickey goes for stratisfaction. Um, then Mickey, the spot of the match, Mickey grabs Trish's yeah, no no area. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. No no area. <laughs> And uh, I can't believe the network even showed that. Right. Oh, my God. But uh, but yeah. then they don't show a specific part of it because Mickey, not shown on Peacock, Mickey right. shows her, puts her hands in the shape of a V and licks them. And you can figure it out for yourself what that means. And that ain't PG, folks. No. I, it just... In, <laughs> And like the crowd reaction for this was insane. Like the pop that it got, I was like, oh God. Cause they just do that weird cutaway to the fans. Like, and everybody, you just see like the crowd leap out of their seats, like Hogan slammed Andre. Like it was out there. Uh, yeah. Mickey was, uh, she was wilding out here. I mean, she was, uh, <laughs> she was not afraid to do this stuff. And I'm sure uh, that she, uh, she got reprimanded for it a little yeah. bit. Because I'm like, that was probably like, that probably was not in the match. <laughs> no. No, well, the second part, I'll say, the second part wasn't in right. the match. Right, right, Yeah. And you thought was... that was going to get heat? No, for a lot of guys in the audience that probably yeah, turned like, them on. <laughs> yeah. This was, 2006 was a wild year. Like, just all of, this was mini Attitude Era year. And this uh, was one of the big parts of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. so after that uh trish hits a big forearm to mickey trish walks over gets her leg kicked out and then kneed in the face by mickey mickey then gets trish trish up kind of an ugly looking chick kick but that's enough for mickey to win the title at exactly nine minutes but uh honestly i thought this was a pretty darn good women's title match especially for like wrestlemania at this point like i and it, and it was a lot better than i remember it being Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely not uh not a division known for their in-ring quality at this point yeah i just i i think especially like trish and trish and mickey have both proven that they can still go like even in this era like especially if they would have been afforded like the training and the opportunity like they could have been just as big stars as they were then but uh it shows how good they were here too like they were working it was one of the better matches on the show i would say 
and mm-hmm. uh, just character work. And again, Trish is amazing, but like to me, Mickey absolutely stole the show with her, like compared to Trish, like with the performance, just because she was so into that character. Like mm-hmm. it, like with the crazy eyes and like she'd do something. And even I think at one point after she had like kicked Trisha's leg out, like she kind of bumped over the top rope mm-hmm. and she just kind of put her back up to like the ring apron and just like laughed and like had her arms spread what like wide open. Like she, she pulled a creed and uh, <laughs> then um, the crowd just went nuts for her. like this was something I think it, it's too bad. I think Trish ends up getting hurt after this match because this is another few they could have ran with like the entire summer. Mm-hmm. I gave it a B. I, I think it's a B too. I would agree with that. I yeah. love like very good stuff here. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, definitely a uh, better match than we were used to out of the women's division at the time. Mm-hmm. So we, then we get Vince McMahon backstage posing and he's going to have a family prayer. He's never done this before. <laughs> this he, is one has- of my favorite prayers of all time. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little bit of a little bit of a a cliff notes on this. Here we go. Vince says, God, let's face it. I don't like you. and You don't like me. I've defied every law you've ever had, but have been tremendously successful. I'm a 60 year old with Herculean physique. And then he talks about how close Sean and God are and says he's going to send Sean straight to hell tonight. I just have never thought. To start a prayer, any prayer they've ever had with, let's face it, God, I don't like you and you don't like me. Um, But Vince pulls it off here. Again, ludicrous as always, but uh, this is fantastic. I, this Mr. McMahon character is the most evil human being to have ever lived in WWE. What what (laughs) an incredible character for him to be able to commit like this. Was this before or after he went to the church and washed his face with holy water? This is before, I think. I think because well he he well in the next pay per view he Shawn Michaels has a match with his tag team partner is God mm. yeah yeah I don't know I yeah. don't know I'm not sure about that the, the water thing but Sean I think it does was ta- after Sean tags with God in the next pay per view and loses <laughs> <laughs> just remember that <laughs> oh man oh this is such a that was such. And then he, the funny part was he made Stephanie get on her knees and she's pregnant. Yeah. He's like, go ahead. Like, it's okay that you're pregnant. Just get, you know, get down here. Um, also the look that Shane and Stephanie shared at one point where he's like, no 60 year old should have such a Herculean physique. And they both looked at each other. Like, are you kidding? Like what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Then we hit the taker streak match after that undertaker, Versus Mark Henry in the casket match. I preluded this earlier. Yep. Um, so Drew's bringing the casket in. It's a very short video package plays. We didn't really get a whole lot of an explanation for this match happening. Right. But we get Mark Henry costing Taker the world title a month, month prior against Angle. Um, you put Taker through the announce table with the big splash. And uh, Henry at this point was managed by Davari. But he, due to a tombstone pile driver on a casket Saturday, Saturday night's main event, uh, he was not going to be able to be there, but then we have Mark Henry come out and he has the most generic ring music I have ever heard in my life. I think this was maybe <laughs> what two months before he got uh, some bodies are going to get it like the three, six mm-hmm. mafia song, which is a banger. And he got basketball highlights. Number 17, three, six mafia. <laughs> you gotta love it. 
what a what a time like they just disappeared <laughs> like they literally it was like them and the yin yang twins just disappeared at this point <laughs> one thing i'll have to say i dig about mark henry here is the gold knee pads Ooh, that it's a fashion watch it was <laughs> uh, yeah so we have tager coming into this one 13 and oh um I, I i said that we talked about the the set i i like the video board below the tron yeah yeah i like that that it's underrated i think like that sort of setup yeah not that the set was anything spectacular but that part i really liked about the set but uh we get uh henry jumping taker to from behind to start it um this match doesn't get a whole lot of time uh it's a big boot counter in the corner by taker a couple clothesline attempts failed to take taker down um on the third attempt henry takes down to actually taker tried to take down henry um, on the third attempt, Henry takes down Taker with one of his own. And then Henry does, gosh, this, this could not have been pleasant as Henry, he runs, runs off the ropes and he puts all his weight on Taker sliding through the ropes. That that's spot he used to do a lot too. And I think that might've actually been what, when Batista tore his tricep at the house show, I think that was the move that Mark Henry did it with. Jesus. Yeah. So, so we uh, get Henry getting yeah. his head bounced off the steps after that. And he no sells. He slams Taker's head against mm-hmm. the steps. And then Henry, he's just, he, for two thirds of this match, he dominates. This is pretty much a Henry just, and there's not a lot of casket work in here. His Taker does go for old school. Uh, Henry stops him at one point. Officials open the casket. Henry chokes him trying to get Taker in there. Uh, low blows Henry to stop him. And then Henry runs into the big boot in the corner. He works the arm, actually hits old school this time. Still on his feet is Henry. Henry has yet to be taken off his feet this whole entire match. It's like it's like taking down Andre the Giant here, but it's Mark <laughs> Henry instead. <laughs> um, and this is just a – it makes you wonder, like especially early in the match, like why did we need the casket? You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of gimmick matches on this pay-per-view anyway. Yeah, like you have the two hardcores, you got the ladder match. Like, I think you'd be okay with just a one on one here, but I don't know. Then we wouldn't have somebody getting thrown into a casket, you know. So it's it's always an underrated finish, you know, slam the casket mm-hmm. lid on someone, but I don't know. Um, yeah, this is, I, I think this might be. This was during the first Henry main event push, right? Like, because he fought Angle before that. I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He fought okay. Angle at the Rumble. Oh, okay. That was right. They main evented that Rumble. Because, this was following Ang- the uh, Battle Royal. Yeah. You know, that was... That was one of the few times oh, yeah. Rumble didn't main event the show. Yeah. I... Which, like, the, okay, the CM Punk Rock one, I understood a little bit more. I'm like, okay, that's a huge match. You know, you might... But, like, this is one where I'm like, uh... I don't know, but, but they had the taker return there. That's why. Yeah, and he destroyed the ring, didn't he? Yeah, with the lightning bolts. So yeah, that makes he... sense. <laughs> um, All right, then we get uh, after hitting taker hitting old school. Um, he hooks the head and arm and gets slammed for trying it. So uh, Henry goes for the slide again, but he ends up going into the casket. Taker's like, "Oh crap! I gotta hit! I gotta <laughs> take Henry down now!" But then Henry grabs Taker and beats him down in the casket. They're fighting. Taker ends up goozling Henry, uh, Taker with rights, and then Henry slides out of the casket back in the ring as well as Taker, um, runs off the ropes, 
Henry catches him and hits the world's strongest slam. And then Henry covers, not realizing this is a casket match, much like Macho Man covered Yokozuna, not knowing mm-hmm. it's a Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, Corey, do you remember when we watched, what was it? Greg Valentine and Ronnie Garvin in a submission yes. match at the Royal Rumble. It was like 1990. And they had that spot like, okay, you go for the pin and it's like, oh, no, wait. Like they literally went for maybe six or seven pinfalls. Like they throughout were really the match. confused. Yeah, she was <laughs> confused. Jim <laughs> Christmas. It Ron was... Garvin kept going for the pin. He kept looking at the ref like, count this shit. Like... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, still better than that, but it's never a good look to forget the stipulation. Yeah, later <laughs> portions of the match. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Continue here. Taker gets placed in the casket again, stays on his feet. Taker then hangs Henry throat first onto the rope after a headbutt. Henry takes down Taker with another clothesline. Um, then Henry gets cocky, mounts Taker in the corner, is kind of showboating, gets hit with a last ride that's more of a power bomb, uh, which understandably so because Mark Henry's like 400 pounds at this point. Yeah, a very jackknife powerbomb like too. So, which is a very good powerbomb. Mm-hmm. So we get a taker with the ridiculous dive over the top rope and over the casket onto Henry. I don't know. He barely cleared the casket. I thought it was going to be like almost another like WrestleMania 25 Sim Snuka moment. Like, cause <laughs> he, he like landed pretty high up near like on his torso compared to like what he normally does. Mm-hmm. I, well, it looked like the way his trajectory was going, he was going to land on his head on this one too. Yeah. This thank God for Mark Henry being there. Cause otherwise then we wouldn't have got the rest mm-hmm. of undertaker's career. That was bad. A, a good old, uh, dive over the top rope into the flying headbutt mm-hmm. yeah good god all right then it's taker pretty much it's over here taker gets henry back in the ring tombstone calls for the casket to be open rolls henry into it game over 14 and 0 nine minutes and 32 seconds and uh, what i didn't like about this was they didn't tease a lot with the casket they teased like a few times and that was about it right yeah casket matches are hard sometimes yeah i i can only think of two good casket matches ever and that's like taker and sean at the rumble 98 when sean broke his back and uh darby allen and ethan page like the one they just did in AEW. but like otherwise it's that's a hard thing to really because every you know usually it's like okay you could do a near fall or a near submission or like a 10 count but this is like Mm -hmm. hey you have to roll your opponent into something Mm mm-hmm and I gave it a C plus. Um, I could see that for sure. Like I'd probably give it a C, but mm-hmm. it's just I did like two spots that I really liked were the slide where he ended up in the casket, uh, Mark Henry, and he's like, "Oh no, wait a minute!" Uh, and also <laughs> them fighting in the casket was pretty cool. Like yeah. I thought it was a cool image. Like they're just throwing hands while standing in this huge casket that could probably bury both of them at the same time. Like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'd probably, I'd probably go see also. It was mm-hmm. a very average cas- casket match for me. And like, and I noticed the crowd wasn't into this for the most of the, most of it. It seemed like there was points where they were, but then there was a lot of it where they weren't. So it's just, uh, it's wild to think that, you know, Trish Stratus and Mickey James had a better WrestleMania match than the undertaker on this show. Like, well, this is before happen. taker started regular, regularly putting on bangers. Right. Like his first real banger 
like in that era was like the Orton one the year mm-hmm. before. And then he missed, he missed there. But I think everything else after that was just until he lost to Brock, like everything else was a hit. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. Then but we get one of the matches of the, one of the matches of the night, not the match of the night, but gosh, Vince McMahon, once again, no holds barred versus Shawn Michaels. This is what his third Noel's Bard match at Mania because he had one with Shane at 17. Then he had yep. one with Hogan at 19. And then he had one here with Sean at 22. Yeah, and the, one, the best one was 19. I mean, Hugo bladed. So <laughs> MVP. It should have been yeah. Hugo. It should have been Hugo yep. with on the cover. Yeah. Oh, uh, the the thing I will say that Skylar, I told you before we started this is Vince McMahon might be the greatest terrible wrestler of all time. Like nothing but bangers. Like when he wrestles, um, I don't understand it. No, he's ready <laughs> he's, to go all out. Like I, when he sells, all he does is kind of flail his arms. Um, but like, and he can't really like run or do moves, but everything else, like, like his facial expressions, like all the weapons, the character work, like he's so good. It's wild. It's like, I don't know how I, I can't, I can't even under, I don't understand it, but Vince McMahon <laughs> WrestleMania matches are always good except the bret hart one that's just i can't we can't talk about that one yeah that will just like that's like the men in black race thing like you know it just that's like godfather three that didn't happen nope didn't happen wasn't a movie (laughs) so we get my the storyline leading up to this is michael's life has been made of living hell by vince for the last few months um they get a video package highlighting vince's firings and the kiss my ass club um sean tells vince it's time to grow up um, time for Vince to move on. He said, Vince then says, I screwed Brett. Don't make me screw you. Uh, at one point, Shane puts HBK in the sharpshooter and Vince rings the bell at Saturday night's main event, reliving the Montreal screw job once again. Got to do it every couple months. You just got to break it out. Yeah. Um, I do love that this feud did start with like Sean being like, Hey boss, you know, you, you should probably like, move on or stop living in the past and vince is like all right now i'm gonna kill you like the natural progression now you have to die (laughs) i love it (laughs) all right uh then we get tell sean you're screwed way worse than brett was ever screwed uh ends up joining kiss vince's kiss my ass club and then we get vince entering the the arena 60 year old vince mcmahon absolutely yoked an extra tan (laughs) Yeah, he yeah he's a uh, quite the physical specimen. <laughs> the Hogan levels of orange here. I just <laughs> there are steroids just exuding from his body as he walks. The, they the, were exuding <laughs> from his pores. Yep. He was straight I, up sweating anabolic steroids. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly, 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 yes. yeah. This is before all the. This is before they crack down on stuff again. Yeah, but uh, we get Jr. Pass, super passionate on commentary. Uh, we get Vince standing by his muscle and fitness cover uh, at one point, and HBK <laughs> attacks Vince on the outside, and the bell rings, and Vince gets his head slammed into the announce table. Not a bunch of knife edge chops. He gets thrown right into the announce booth, not the Spanish announce table, but the Raw announce table with Jr. and Lawler. Uh, Jr. loses his headset as uh, Vince chokes gets choked with one of the cords uh man 
violent stuff to start. HBK hits Vince with a mic. Uh, HBK then throws Vince back into the ring, grabs the muscle at fitness cover, and smashes it over his head. And JR with probably one of the lines of the night, uh, hit him with it and then shove it up his ass. <laughs> Just the vial out of JR. <laughs> this entire match, too. Like, there was no let up. It was just because keep in mind in real life, I guess like Vince did do that segment after like firing him in kayfabe where like, cause Jr had what a colonoscopy cause they thought he had colon cancer and to, thankfully he didn't. But uh, Vince made a segment on raw the next week, making fun of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm like both in kayfabe and probably a bit in real life. I could see why Jr would be like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to let my anger out. We'll be good from here. <laughs> god it was certainly something then we get spirit squad showing up and beating up hbk they pick him up and drop him. and you know one of the spirit squad members dolph freaking ziggler the nxt champion who would have thought he's he's here to show the world i just uh the one who stole the show here for me though was mikey not because he did anything good um but because he did the sprinkler after they gave uh sean michaels the high spirits like he started dancing and he hit the sprinkler and i'm like this is how you he's a star yeah this is how you maximize (laughs) your time (laughs) yeah i love the spirit squad they were fun like they they really they were dumb but they were fun super fun but uh we got kenny dykstra heading up to the top rope he gets asked to uh, he misses with the leg drop then hbk hits each member of the spirit spot squad with the megaphone he gets rid of them he throws dykstra over the top rope to hit the rest of them taking them out for the uh, remainder of the match um but vince from behind clotheslines hbk and this is where vince takes over and uh he starts laying in with the shoulders in the corner he chokes hbk he takes off his belt and starts whipping HBK's back with it and then proceeds to choke him with it. And then HBK does get some hope spots with him, but Vince continues to stop him with as he clotheslines him with the leather belt, mocking Sean, going for sweet chin music. And he and Vince goes for probably one of the most awful super kicks I've looked, I've seen in my freaking life. Like he just like it was like a stomp kick with no like I like I've done martial arts and it's kind of like that's a, it's called like a step behind sidekick. God, this looked awful. HBK blocks and then hits him with some knife edge chops. God damn. God damn. That was so bad. <laughs> it, it looked like if like Sean would have let him try to hit it, it would have got him like in the hip. <laughs> like he just, he's too muscular. He couldn't get it up there. Yeah. Vince was not working on the flexibility at this point. Plus he was in jeans, which, you know, hard to wrestle in. I would imagine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, eventually we do get hbk with the comeback um hits the forearm tackle whips the crap out of vince with the belt paying 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 him up from earlier hits him with he he hits actually this is a creative spot he hits him with the knife edge chop with the belt Mm. (sighs) i uh i like the whole the crowd popped too because that echo like personally Again, not to go too far into backyard wrestling, but back in the day, I did think it was a good idea during an I quit match. I was like, I brought a leather belt and I told our friend Jimmy, I'm like, listen, you know, just hit me with it a couple of times. We'll be good. And he started like he didn't do it like, you know, where like if you're getting spanked, like you're supposed to like roll it up a little and do it like he did it. Just grab the end of the belt and oh started hitting me with God. it. And like it was whipping around. I was like, 
I think I got like maybe five lashes and I'm like, all right, please stop. <laughs> like we didn't uh, hit you with the buckle end. Yeah. I was going to say, if you got me with the buckle end, <laughs> we probably should have had a safe word there. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I think the yeah. safe, safe word ended up being stop hitting me. Stop hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I can't imagine how like that hurt on the back. Like I couldn't imagine taking that right on the chest, how bad that would be. Well, Vince, uh, man, he did it. He did it for the fans here. So, <laughs> Uh, so he hits the, he, uh, does hit the scoop slam, hits him with the patented elbow drop. He tunes up the band. This is one of many teases, but, uh, Shane shows up and hits HBK with the kendo stick, does his little shuffle. Shane pulls out the handcuffs. Vince pulls his pants down as only Vince McMahon can. And as Shane puts (laughs) HBK's face towards Vince's ass, HBK counters and puts Shane's face in there as Vince is completely unaware and he's enjoying every second of this not realizing his son's face is in his, his booty. Yeah. yeah. Only in WWE, <laughs> something like that would happen. I just, um, Shane, you know, again, one of my personal favorites, not one of his brightest, uh, his best and brightest moments there. No, absolutely not. So we get Vince turning around and uh, eating a low blow from HBK. And Vince just crumbles to his back with his pants down and everything. So we, then we get HBK closing lining Shane over the top rope, grabs the handcuffs, hooks him to the middle rope, which one thing, that was one logic thing I didn't understand because Shane could have gotten in the ring yeah, with the handcuffs, but he was selling the beat down. He eventually took with the cane as uh, Shane was getting mocked by Sean. Um, he does grab a chair under the ring. And th- not only does Vince get hit with the chair in the head, he gets crowned. And then we get a Cubs win from Waller. <laughs> As a as a Cubs fan, this made me very very happy to hear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was one of the na- that was the nastiest chair shot of the night for sure. Um, that the echo was scary, very Mike Awesome Masato Tanaka esque. Such a good match, by the way. Yep, maybe my all time favorite. <laughs> but so we get uh, Vince bleeding. So HBK's tuning up the band, and he's like, "Nope." I want to do more. Grabs a ladder, jabs it in the face of Vince as Vince is gushing blood at this point. HBK tunes up again. Sean's like, nope, as Vince falls to his knees, goes back under the ring, grabs trash cans and then a table. Blast blast Vince with the chair, with the chair, not chair, but the trash can. And then, and I made a note at this point, a couple times I'm noticing here, JR is almost calling Sean Michaels, Sean McMahon. (laughs) <laughs> he's so damn passionate <laughs> he's just the anger has taken over his ability to think clearly i love that <laughs> um, oh my gosh yeah. then we get hbk setting up vince on the table sean climbs the ladder and he's like ah i gotta, I gotta do some more so shane thinks it's no it's compassion shane's like Shane's thinking it's compassion here. And he's like, yeah, that ain't happening. (laughs) So he punches Shane a few more times for good measure, goes back under the ring, grabs a big ass ladder that we didn't even see during money in the bank. And so HBK punches Vince a few times as Shane is laying, not saying Shane is saying enough is enough. HBK puts the trash can over Vince's head, places him back on the table, climbs the absolutely ridiculous ladder, DX crotch chop, Tease for a couple months down the road. 
dies off the ladder and hits the patented elbow drop through Vince, through the trash can, through the table. And then we get the doctors being brought out. And Sean, at one point, he is about to attack doctors here, the paramedics. He's like, screw these guys. He cross chops and sends a snot rocket on Shane. Shane does a great job because he just looks absolutely disgusted here. He's like, <laughs> his face is like, <laughs> he's like gr- grossed out completely. Then we get a uh, HBK grabbing Vince up. And we get the loudest probably audio during the match is saying, I want you to watch this, Vince. I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. And then he just drills him with the super kick covers. And that's it at 18 minutes and 25 seconds. And honestly, this had, this was better than it had any right of being. Hey, this is legitimately the 2006 pro wrestling illustrated match of the year as voted on by the fans. I can't even believe it. I can't either. And I remember, I think like a lot of people were like pissed because that's when I started reading PWI. Obviously not that good, but compared to what you would think that this match was on paper, like this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Hogan uh, Vince match. Like you were thinking it's going to be really bad. And then they start just trying to kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Like I gave it, I gave it an A minus. I like, I said this could have been like, for this next, when we talk about this next match, this match could have been shortened up probably about by about two or three minutes to give the next one just a little bit more time. But uh, I thought Jr. was great on commentary here. The combination of that and then uh, it was—I just thought it was really good. So I gave it like an A minus. Yeah, um, I I would say I'd probably give it a B plus just because I did think that some of uh, some of the moment, moments were like milked a little too much and added a few minutes, but like. This is one of the greatest almost squash matches of all yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was calling it too. <laughs> yeah, like it just Shane or I was gonna say Sean, like see now I'm pulling a uh JR getting the names mixed up. But uh like again, this might have been one of JR's best nights of commentary of all time, which added to it. You got Sean being the vengeful baby face, Vince McBan being Vince McBan. He's pulling out all the stops. Like it would have been even cool to see some other guys make some run-ins, but I think they saved that for the DX match at SummerSlam. Um, but no, this was really, really good stuff. And I think might've even been better if it didn't follow edge and Foley. Like if it was before that in the show, just because it's tough to top like fire and tax and barbed wire, but they still did an excellent job. Like this is memorable. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go a minus too. I mean, Hey, iconic Vince taking the ass whooping of a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it, for a squash match that goes 18 minutes, pretty much. Uh, I don't know if you find one that's uh, any better than that. It's sad. It's so satisfying too, because Vince mm-hmm. is just the biggest heel at this point. But uh, as Vince is carted out, he flips Sean off, defiant as he is, and then HBK just gives a grin. <laughs> I, yeah, great moment. I love that. Um, yeah, this they were really good foils to one another. Like I, and I think this is a reason why they were able to run with this feud from literally what December of 05 to September of that year. Wow. That's and, like and it, 10 months. Yeah. And it, they, they just kept adding twists and turns and mm-hmm. the crowd didn't get tired of it. And uh, nope. it certainly didn't get tired of this next match. Cause gosh, we get a shot of d- adrenaline here. Cause the last Oof. match was a little slower pace. This one ups the tempo quite a bit. It's a triple threat match for the world heavyweight championship. Kurt, 
Angle defending the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. Story leading up to this, Angle won a battle royal to win the vacant World Heavyweight Championship that Batista had to vacate due to injury back in January. Mysterio won the Rumble from number two in memory of Eddie, lasted over 60 minutes in that match. But Orton did take Ray's spot in the match. Orton saying Eddie's down there in hell. One of the interesting choices in WWE history, making that line, which that made Ray put his spot on the line at no way out, and he lost. But Teddy Long on SmackDown said what happened to Ray was wrong, so Teddy said he could add to the match. So he adds Ray to the match, giving him a new lease on life. And I won the, the video package for this. My goodness, so good with Shinedown's I Dare You playing in the background. And they picked like certain spots, like where the where like certain lyrics hit that just fit perfectly. WWE. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, you were going to say the same thing. I mean, yeah. their video packages, I mean, they can make some yeah. Oscar worthy. Um, packages there for like these matches yeah, they it like the, i very rarely if ever seen a wwe video package miss like there you could have like the worst build in the world to a match with two people you don't want to see and then like they edit it in the way where i'm like okay i'm cool with this so like a match that i want to see like this one i i was like this could have been the main event to me and i would have been happy like just video package alone like I was like the, the combination of the video package and the entrances for this match took was longer than the match probably. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough thing about like these bigger WrestleManias. But uh, Ray's entrance was interesting. I'll tell yeah. you that because he comes out to a live performance by POD. Um, but he heads up to the he so he comes out. He does that the launch into the the arena. He does his one little finger out to the crowd walks up the, the thing just to see pod for like two seconds comes back down and then goes back goes to the ring it was it I was like this seemed like a waste of time <laughs> yeah probably cutting the match time a little bit <laughs> yeah plus he added he had to go backstage real quick too to get that the uh, headdress like the i don't know if that was supposed to be like the hummingbird maybe because that was this old character when he started wrestling mm-hmm but which would have been cool, but you know, again, this was like a five minute entrance. Mm-hmm. They were probably going to want to um, try to save some time. Like they were just going to be like, Randy, sprint to the ring. That's your 40 <laughs> hey! time right now. They play, they play a song and they speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we get a uh, angle coming out to the biggest pop of the night by far. Like in that, for that match, I'll say. Yeah. He came down to a huge pop. Yeah, he was he was the fan favorite in a match that included Rey Mysterio, which shows how over he was here. Well, and this is a this is I think Jr. makes the point on commentary later on in the show, late in the main event, that this is a very traditional wrestling crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle. I mean, this is the best version of Kurt Angle, in my opinion. Oh God, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, he's just throwing kids around, and then like. <laughs> If they would just let him go and uh, if he would have stayed in WWE and he would have been like on TNA level, I can only imagine what crazy things Kurt Angle would have done to people. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, start the match. Orton grabs the title and hits Angle with it before the bell rings. Interesting choice here is this triple threat match has DQs. Did it really? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't. That's weird. Because Orton, they, they made a Cole made a point on commentary that he hit Orton with the Orton hit Angle with the belt before the bell rang. Right. And so, and they try to get weapons involved in this match at some point too, as, as a chair. Right. I I just wasn't sure how it worked. Like, okay, if somebody does gets disqualified, does Angle just keep the belt? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But yeah, that I thought it was a great open though. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just gonna bum rush the guy that's been on the roll of a lifetime and like hopefully get rid of him so I can beat up the small guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I love that beginning. But uh we get, blast the dude. Yeah, he <laughs> just blasts him. But uh we get Orton whipping Ray in the corner right after that. Ray dives off a springboard and eats a dropkick midair. Great spot by Orton. And then Angle comes in. He just starts suplexing the world. Germans on Orton. Orton blocks it. Ends up being a double German by Ray as Ray kind of rebounds. And Ray gets tossed like halfway across the ring and almost hits the bottom rope. Damn. This is, yeah, this is all within like what the first 20 seconds of the match. It's 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 ridiculous because the pace never slows. Because right after that, they're like cutting to a replay on the German, and then Orton gets his patented backbreaker on Angle. Angle then hits a belly to belly on Orton. Orton sets uh set up top. So Ray throws Angle right into Orton's groin. This is high spot after high spot here early. Angle throws charging charging Ray into Orton, who it's a top rope. Hurricane Rana. Uh, then Hangle throws out Ray to cover him. Suplexes Orton back into the ring for a near fall. Ray re-enters the ring as Angle goes for the ankle lock, clotheslines him. Ray counters then a sunset flip attempt with a roundhouse kick, stiff roundhouse kick to Angle's head. Uh, whip by Angle, tilt to whirl head scissors. Uh, Ray goes for the 619. Angle then catches the ankle lock, locks in the grapevines. Orton then comes in with the chair to distract the ref. On the apron, Ray taps. Um, Orton then breaks the second ankle lock attempt by Angle. And they, they, they it's pretty much the same thing that happens after Orton gets suplexed as well as Ray. Ray actually gets angle slammed over the top rope. Um, Orton then crawls to the top rope. Um, well, actually, Angle does lock in the uh, ankle lock. Ray grabs the ref to distract them. Orton taps. So they're booking Angle like super strong in this match it's crazy to think about like how he was positioned at this point compared to them wanting to send him to ECW two months later. And I know his physical um, issues like had an issue, like kind of affected that, but he was portrayed as like the top guy on SmackDown in this match. And I love it. Like Kurt's the best. And I mean, the booking for this um, really helped with the crowd too. Um, the fact that they gave two like not legitimate wins to Kurt, even you know, he had legitimate wins, but you know, behind the refs back, um, mm-hmm. I think helped because I'm guessing they looked ahead and saw that you know he's going to be the fan favorite. So, mm-hmm. but uh, we got Orton selling the injured ankle after hitting an RKO after a uh, counter angle slam counter. Uh, angle kicks out at two. Orton heading up top again. Uh, Angle runs up the middle rope and Orton goes flying with a belly to belly. Uh, Mysterio runs head first into a ring post on six on a six one nine attempt because it was like an extra part of the ring post they had set up there. And Ray just runs head first into it, <laughs> and then you get a you effed up chant from the crowd at the uh, at the uh, Allstate Arena. Yeah, Ruthless. not 
not not a fan of that chant in okay sometimes it might be warranted like there i don't know like these guys this is an x division spot fest that you're getting out of these three like they're gonna miss once in a while but oh my god i i just the pace of this match is insane like there's no time for breathing here so like after that angle is gets uh angle no angle but uh orton hits the gut wrench neck breaker on ray which the crowd like really popped for there. He uh, sets up the RKO, but Angle comes up from behind. Angle slam on Orton. Ray begs Angle. Angle begs Ray to get up as he's just hulking up at this point. Arm drag counter by Ray sets up the finish as Angle goes outside the ring. Drop kicks Orton to the second rope. Six one nine springboard Hurricane Rana into the win, uh, into the pin for the win. And uh, Ray's the new world heavyweight champion at nine minutes and 25 seconds and probably one of the craziest sprints you'll ever see. Nobody ever talks about this match. You know, they'll say, okay, well, Ray won the world heavyweight title. They'll talk about how short this match was. Like, I'll give it an A minus. I loved this match so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, if they would have given it maybe three or four extra minutes, I think we're talking about an all timer here. Um, I never, never thought Randy Orton would wrestle an X division match, but he did here. <laughs> um, this is the most fast paced match Randy Orton has ever wrestled in his life. <laughs> he probably, once he was done, he's probably like, all right, enough of that. No more. <laughs> you can't do it. Um, no, this is amazing. All three guys played their parts. Well, angle of course was the defining factor here, but, it, and it's awesome to see Ray Mysterio look, you know, he gets that top guy win. It's amazing to see because he's still one of, at least with our generation, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Always the guy that comes up when people are like casual fans. They're like, I used to love that Rey Mysterio dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this match a uh, B plus, but uh, it's one of the, like I said, one of the most fast paced you'll ever see triple threat matches. And honestly, I, I, I'm trying to think of less than 10 minute matches that, are this good off the top of my head. And I really can't think of one this good, but I thought this was a really cool moment. Um, the crowd was pro angle, but if you notice, you look at the crowd reaction, they still did pop pretty big when Ray won the title. Yeah. It was no uh, Royal rumble 2014 moment for Ray getting booed, yeah. which, and we were, me and Corey were there for that one. The whole, uh, he comes out of 30 and I'm like, well, I kind of figured I'm like, all right, Ray's got to be the last one left. Right. And then just the booze. I'm like, this man is the most, <laughs> the most lovable wrestler ever. And they're going to boo him. But like, so yeah. that's why it was nice here to see him get his outpouring. The nice, uh, yeah. The nice respect pop here. Yeah. What grade did you give it, Corey? Oh, um, I would have liked to see it go longer. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a, I, I still have to give it a B plus. I was going to say B, but like, I feel that would be like, <laughs> that's doing a disservice to the match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to give it like three more minutes. I think would have been ideal for me. If, you know, we could have cut Ray's uh, marathon entrance a little bit. <laughs> uh, it would have been a little bit better, but uh, we get Ray celebrate. We, we see actually Dominic and Aaliyah who we'd see on WWE television later, which actually Dominic is on WWE television. He's wrestling at WrestleMania 38 with his dad oh. tagging against uh logan paul and uh uh the miz but uh we also get ray celebrating with chavo and vicky on the ramp really cool moment and that leads us to our 
well, semi-main event. My goodness. I didn't realize how many matches were on this card. Yep. The semi-main here. But uh, we get Cena and Triple H shown preparing for their main event match, talking about each combatants and the upcoming match, how Triple H was kind of had a silver spoon in his mouth and John Cena had to work for everything. JR does a good job because the video package they show later on doesn't really show anything uh, mm. new in that. But uh, the semi-main event here at WrestleMania, Tori Wilson versus Candace, Candace Michelle in a Playboy pillow fight. A real grudge match. Yeah. <laughs> it, JR, it did. JR didn't pull any, pull any uh, teeth, uh, not pull any uh, punches on this uh, match, like commentary-wise. He was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> he he had to drop the uh, Gotch Hackenschmidt reference. He's like, yeah, they drew like $87,000, the biggest gate of all time, and this will not resemble that match. I'm like, oh, God, we're starting off hot here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it only goes about, what, three or four minutes here. Um, mm-hmm. So we get the cat fight start as they roll around the Playboy bed that's set up in the ring. Tori hits a suplex. Both are in gown. Uh, backdrop onto the bed by Tori. Tori flips on flips bed onto Candace, uses her dog on Candace at one point. That's oh, okay. something that happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tori rips Candace's nightgown off to reveal lingerie. We knew the clothes weren't going to stay on long. Uh, Tori then charges in the corner. Candace gets her foot up. Grapevine Tori's head flips it, uh, flips upside down and chokes her over the top rope. Then we get the go daddy taunt. Uh, Candace continues to slam Tori's head on the mat. Tori slammed onto the bed. Candace dies with a not very good looking forearm. Um, she grabs scissors from a purse that's under the bed, cuts the, the, uh, dress off of Tori revealing her lingerie. Uh, Tori with a boot slams Candace's head on the mat. Candace then rubs the Playboy magazine in Tori's face. Whip into the corner. Quote Tori counters a charging Candace and gets the roll up for the win. And this served it served its purpose. Cool down for the main event. Yeah, definitely a five star classic. <laughs> uh, well, it's not the Tokyo Dome. Ah, yes, we have to give it four and a half. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I will say. Tori threw a very nice suplex, like what a minute in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the roll up was clean. Like she actually like that was I think really she, good. Yeah, she's like in her bare feet too. And like hops up to the second rope and does like that flip over for the roll. Um, shout out to these women for wrestling in evening gowns and lingerie. Like that can't be easy to navigate a ring in with a bed in the middle of the ring, too. Mm-hmm. Like uh <laughs> well, we weren't getting a live yeah. sex celebration from Edge and Lita that night. So no, no. Uh, um, yeah, obviously. Obviously, you know, they're not put in a position to have uh catch as catch can match, but like they worked hard, you know, it's uh, good, good for them. Obviously, Tori Wilson is a WWE Hall of Famer after all. So yes, love to see it. I, I gave this a D plus. Um, JR left no bones about this. This was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but was yeah. it bullying shoe ugly? <sighs> I think he did mention this. Yeah. I think okay. he did mention that it was bowling shoe ugly, pretty much. It's like, get your bowling shoes out. <laughs> he was so angry. Like, because I think Lawler is like pretty much like, can't you just enjoy this? And he's like, listen, like, they're beautiful women. I think at one point he says, he's like, I borrow, like, he's like, I have read the Playboy, I think was the direct quote. And I'm it's like, like, the German the version Playboy. or something. <laughs> yeah. The German version. But um, yeah. So I give it a D probably, but like, uh, you know they're not set up in a position to have a whole lot like they served its purpose and they both made that money for that wrestlemania payday so you love mm-hmm. to see that 
You're right. You are right. They got the money. Yes. So, so what would you give it, Corey? Probably an F. F. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Damn. This fair. isn't a match. Like it's not a match. It's, just, it's, it's, it's yeah. more like it's yeah. it's a no, no ranking or <laughs> no rating. Yeah. Like this isn't really wrestling. I mean, no. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It leads us to our main event: Triple H versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. In the video package, we get a press conference for Mania, and Triple H is pretty much like uh, whatever. This is going to be the easiest match of my life. And then Cena comes back with the uh, he's defined by his ability to face adversity and he's the underdog coming into this, which later on he turns into the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the quotes that hit him yep. hard. Uh, <laughs> and then we get Triple H, the Conan, the barbarian, the one of the most badass entrances you'll ever see at a WrestleMania. Uh, I think this, this, uh... this is my favorite WrestleMania entrance he has. Really? Oh, th- this isn't the oh wait i'm no i was thinking of the one where like charlotte and them were holding like the scepter and stuff but that yeah was, 30. that was different yeah that was 30 i liked the 31 and then 30 the, wrestlemania 30 and then 31 was the weird terminator one i love that one for some reason um this one uh he got two entrance musics which was nice mm-hmm. yeah yeah king of kings <laughs> i think yeah. that was this the debut of king of kings actually i think so Yes, uh, I do vaguely like remember this one, and it's probably if I go back and watch it, I might appreciate it more because I didn't see this full entrance. I just kind of skipped through. Yeah, I was right. trying to get, I was trying to get through this. I was trying to get through the yeah. rest of the pay per view. I'm like, yeah. I gotta get, I, gotta, I can skip the entrances. I've seen this entrance a bunch of times already. I'm gonna have to right. watch some of his back. Like I remember when him and Stephanie just decided to come out on trikes. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good was, that, that was a choice. Yeah. Um, we get then we get seen in the Chicago at mafia esque uh, entrance, and we get CM Punk dressed up as one of the extras, the gangsters holding a Tommy gun, and who knew what what star he would become later on. You gotta love when your uh, champion comes out and shoots stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, imagine them trying to do this today, and they were painting like Al Capone as a hero in this situation. <laughs> They're like he only murdered hundreds. <laughs> It's like hustle, loyalty, and respect here. I'm like, oh god, okay. Man, don't cross the fucking family. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I love the entrance because it was bad. Like, I don't know, it just didn't fit Cena, and like, I love the SpongeBob Mafia music that they got too. Like the oh I yeah, get, yeah. When the mobsters came out, like that was literally a like some song, whatever it was. Like it's probably some stock song it did appear in spongebob so like i was like okay <laughs> i'm ready for this match you can't take this seriously now no no you can't <laughs> but uh this one this one has a big fight feel to it we have the formal ring announcements from lillian it's very pro triple h crowd and this is and this i feel like this is a point where fans were really starting to take issue with cena yeah one of the, one of the most controversial champions in wwe history jr kept calling him and i'm like okay just say like yeah you know they don't fucking like the dude (laughs) it's weird because i in like in my mind like the turn on scene it happened later Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because it got definitely heavier later Mm -hmm. but like there was a point here where it was really high and then it kind of died down and then that went back up to a fever pitch again. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I forgot that he was uh, so hated early on. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, we get a uh, collar elbow tie up to start. We get the arm lock by Triple H. Cena counters, trips and slaps Cena across the head. Trish is laughing at the fans. Triple H is laughing at the fans' reaction because I'm like, he can't even believe that he's getting this kind of reaction in mm-hmm. Chicago. He's rocking the Lemmy, the Lemmy beard. Probably my favorite look of his. <laughs> uh, he, that man, he uh, <laughs> he has many a look. Triple H. He, my favorite was when he wore those bad biker shorts. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> 03, the 03, 03 Triple H. Yep, the reign of terror. Triple H, with no facial hair and biker shorts. My oh, God, I hated that. Yeah, I hate him not having <laughs> facial hair. <laughs> he he pulled it off in the chaperone. He did. Underrated <laughs> film. I've never watched that movie in my life. He, you know, when a movie is so bad that Triple H by far looks like the star of the film. It's like it uh, it's pretty bad. It was like uh, who is it? Mark Wahlberg. They make him look bigger by putting, or is it Tom Cruise? They put smaller actors with him so that he yep. looks big. Uh-huh. The Triple H. They put worse actors with him so he looks better. Oh my god! Uh, we get uh, Triple H at one point early on. They take time to address the "fu" Cena chance because they're it's very very loud in that building. Um, Continue with the collar elbow tie-ups, and we get a big right-hand exchange from Cena and Triple H, where Triple H takes Cena down. Uh, Cena gets thrown out of the ring. Cena with the big right hands whips Triple H into the corner. Uh, big back body drop for a near fall, where Triple H nearly doesn't make it over. Uh, Irish whip in the corner by Cena. Fisherman suplex gets a near fall. Rear chin lock. Triple H gets Cena in the corner to break it up. Cena with more rights. Uh, Cena whips Triple H out of the ring, sends him into the barricade like triple h like does his traditional bump over the top rope but he just like Mm -hmm. throws himself into the barricade here i I love that spot always until the last one of course when you know he tore his peck tore his peck you know that that was that was unfortunate but it normally a great spot and here it might have been the best version of it because Mm of i he if he could have bumped into the first row he would (laughs) have so uh we get triple h after that um Hitting the high, high Harley race high knee off an Irish whip moments later. Uh, continues the assault on Cena by throwing him into the ring steps on the outside. Officials start counting out Cena, but Triple H is like, nope, I can't win the title here. So I'll throw him back into the ring. Uh, gets his shoulder up for a near fall to Cena. Triple H then suplexes Cena. Does the Ric Flair knee drop on Cena's head. Another two count. Cena starts coming back. Uh, hits his face buster, does Triple H. And then he hits a giant clothesline, a stiff clothesline here for a near fall. And uh, see, it's the target of the target for Triple H here is the neck of Cena. Yeah, I I did like the continued focus on the neck throughout because I think even, oh my gosh, there's there's another move he does after the lariat. I think what is the swinging neck breaker? Yeah, uh, but like it's just that targeted offense, which very. Uh, plays into the cerebral assassin assassin gimmick and then what was the other thing jr was calling him the monarch of the mat i don't know what i didn't Which, hear that. yeah he said that and i was like i i what that that <laughs> but, didn't that didn't stick <laughs> yeah i was like well you tried but um yeah the targeted i i like the uh the harley race attempt at that i guess mm-hmm. the, but yeah so we get the official after a uh, sleeper by cena he gets his, uh, not Cena, but Triple H gets a sleeper on Cena. Cena uh, gets his comeback stopped. Um, he's down on his stomach. 
he gets back to his feet, shoulder blocks Triple H in the corner. Official then breaks it up. Triple H gets a boot up as Cena charges. Triple H off the ropes. But then Cena counters with his a clothesline of his own. Uh, exchange of rights. Boot with uh, Cena off the, on the stomach off the ropes. And then Cena eats a, not Triple H, Cena, yeah. Excuse me, Triple H eats another clothesline. Cena then gets his offense. He gets his some big moves, a power slam. Cena's hits the spin out back suplex, five knuckle shuffle. But uh, on the five knuckle shuffle attempt, Triple H gets up and hits a tri- double A spine buster for a two count. Uh, continues. That's a, nice spot. Yeah, a really mm-hmm. good spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get shoulder blocks from Cena, a sleeper attempt. Then a back suplex counter again. Cena doesn't waste any time doing this five-knuckle shuffle taunt. Hits it. Uh, goes to pump up his shoes. Triple H charges. Drop toll hold into toll hold into the STFU. It's not the STF, kids. It's the STFU. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Triple H is fading as he crawls towards the ropes and gets there, which will play into the later portions of the match. Uh, Cena's lining up for the FU. Goes for it. Triple H counters and pushes Cena into the corner. Right into Mike Yoda, who can't get a break, man. WrestleMania 17 and then here with Triple H <laughs> <Poor> matches. <Mike. laughs> He's It's on site for uh, Mike Yoda with Triple H. He's just like, all right, you know. The feud we I'm didn't pretty know sure he got smashed in the corner in this match, too. Yeah. Like that, that, ma- that match in this match. Yeah. This is what, and Kyoto gets, uh, he gets a low blow, too, eventually, mm-hmm. doesn't I don't mean to get ahead in your play-by-play, but no. he's just, uh, this poor man, he's having, he's having, you, you know, when he looks at the, uh, like the card and he sees that he's got a ref, a triple H match. He's like, Oh no. Like, Damn it. I'm going to have to take bumps here tonight. <laughs> so I thought I was going to have it out easy, but I have to take bumps. So, oh well, but, uh, we get a, you can't see me taunt from triple H and a DX chop. And he goes out, pulls out old reliable sledgehammer, uh, Cena fights off triple H for a minute. Um, but Triple H hits him right in the head with the sledgehammer. Kyoto crawls over, and Cena barely gets his shoulder up. Triple H covers again. Cena still kicks out. Goes for the pedigree. Cena counters it into a backdrop. Cena then hits the FU, and Triple H kicks out at two and three quarters. Cena heads up top, misses with the crossbody. Triple H goes for the pedigree. Here's the finish. Cena counters and locks in the STFU. Triple H is fighting. He gets his arm lifted up. And down about two times, well, three times on the third, he gets his arm up. And this time, Triple H is positioned like literally right by the ropes. He's just barely out of reach. But, uh, and Cena traps his arm here, which is a great strategic move. 22 11 is where Triple H taps out, and uh, Cena wins and retains his WWE uh, championship in a fitting main event. Yeah, I the finish of this was really nice. And like this is Cena's peak STF, like in this match where like you know how he'd get a little lax with it as his career went on. Like this looked like he was choking the life out of this man. Mm-hmm. Um there there was a lot of good stuff here in between to me. Like the crowd went crazy. Like the crowd lapped this match up, which is nice to see. I just there was a lot of I don't know. Like technically it was fine in some spots, but there was a lot of like, eh. to me, it almost felt like this match probably shouldn't have gone 22 minutes. No, I guess. no, 
like they could have accomplished this in 15 and i think it would i would have liked it a lot more i guess um, i i really liked it because i thought it was a really good old school wrestling match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's tough i i like triple h like when he does stuff like when he has maybe a quicker opponent or like in a hardcore match or like a, yeah. a gimmick match really here like cena wasn't like cena where he's like you know he big match sean for lack of a better mm-hmm. term he's more like all right you know i'm gonna throw a few punches here to come back and then get beat up mm-hmm. still it's just a weird era of cena i guess mm-hmm. and like even like in the next few months he gets a lot better but uh, they had some like really good stuff but it just felt a little slower to me okay um, yeah great but, for it probably a b minus honestly i just wasn't i love again i love the finish um i think my biggest nitpicks were was kind of slow and also if you're gonna hit somebody in the head with a sledgehammer you might want to pin them like i i don't know like he got his head caved in and he kicked out but like i think they ended up like i think they had a match of what vengeance 08 that i loved um mm-hmm. and it was kind of like similar to this but i think it's just i like personally not as big of a fan but the match did its job like you know i'm just kind of being a a grumpy person i guess because like it did <laughs> its job yeah get off my lawn like i'll beat a boomer but um <laughs> no it like it did its job the crowd went crazy and the crowd was invested and that's really all you can ask for from a wrestlemania main event yeah i'd probably i'd probably go like a b on this um not the best scene a triple h match you're gonna see um decent mania main event um better than the ones the year before mm-hmm. um on yeah. 21 so oh, looking, by a mile yeah, yeah looking at that um you got to be a little more pleased with what you got out of this mm. um you know decent entrances good feel um got the result you wanted to and yeah the finish was good um i would have loved to see a cena triple h like hell in a cell Ooh. Ooh. I can't believe that never happened. Oh, yeah, it's weird to think about, but like yeah. they were both on top at that time, but it was usually opposite shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, even Cena when he was on Raw heavy with Triple H was when DX was going on too. So it's mm-hmm. like they, they were kept separate a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. the dynamic was different because it was babyface, babyface at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just... they do have the triple threat with Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the following next this, which was which was good that was um, really good i remember that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that... but I, triple h in the hell in a cell like he always ups the game yes and uh, not to use his nickname but uh <laughs> he um I, I really wish we would have saw that because i mean jbl was obviously an inferior opponent to triple h and that i quit match was legendary so imagine yeah. what kind of gimmick match we could have got with those two guys for sure Ooh, I, yeah. I i gave i gave it a i gave it a so Tom gave it a B minus. Corey gave it a B. I gave it a B plus. Okay. There we go. All right. So I'm I thought, I thought, right there. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good main event, honestly. Mm. But mm. but uh, I, I thought this solidified me, Cena really. This like this was the stamp of him as a main event guy because he just beat one of the top guys in Triple H. Oh, yeah. um, I thought the crowd reaction up this one a, a lot because it was crowd seemed to be into this every minute of it. Um, I just thought it was a good old school match, but uh, we get Cena celebrating and the video package plays to close out mania. So guys, if you were to grade this 
whole entire WrestleMania, what would you give it? And where, where is it in the echelon of WrestleMania in your opinion? Um, I just, before I give the grade, I have a side note. I think the scene at hate kind of went down after the next year with the mm-hmm. matches with Sean. I think he gained a lot of respect after that, thinking about it now. Um, you know, because he was more hated here and then it kind of died down when he started. He went 60 minutes with Sean and everything. Just a side note, just <laughs> I thought of. But in this, I'd probably give this WrestleMania like if I was going out of 10, like seven and a half, maybe. Pretty solid. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. Um, I think this is on the upper side of like my WrestleMania rankings if I went through. Um, probably top 15. Mm-hmm. Um we did our top five WrestleManias. This did not make it, but we both had talked about it fondly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we we definitely hyped it up uh, on the podcast a little without explicitly saying because we just wanted to mm-hmm. get the hype from people. But it, uh, I give it. If Corey was going to give it like a seven and a half, I'd honestly give it an eight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love this WrestleMania. It's not one of my top five favorites. I don't know if I'd have it's tough because like top 10 lists are kind of hard, but like it would be one of my top 10, my top 10 favorites, uh, maybe mm-hmm. not top 10 of all time, but like there, the big matches pretty much all hit. And then there were some surprises too. Mm-hmm. Um, really easy watch. Yeah, I think so for sure. I gave it a B, I gave it a B plus. So it's like, I'd probably give it about eight out of 10. Yeah. Here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this doesn't get talked about a lot. There's like a lot of good matches. There's like one mm-hmm. great match, but there's a lot of good sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. Hardcore match, of course, is the match of the night. Triple threats, great. Vince Sean, Vince Sean, uh, Triple Threat, Triple H Cena, Money in the Bank, Mickey Trish were all pretty good. All those were good. And I'd say even Booker and Boogie Boogeyman had entertainment value to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking at it too, which is another way to look at manias is how many memorable matches or moments you get out of it. And this one definitely gives you like four or five. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty decent amount because there's some WrestleManias have happened like 32 where you don't really remember anything <laughs> or uh, rock showing up and setting stuff on fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god do you remember when he was like oh i'm gonna have a match and then ripped off his clothes to reveal his <laughs> his wrestling tights i'm like oh god it what was is like happening a warm-up <laughs> yeah amazing so i remember that um or like 34 like i can't like we watched that Corey. i remember that i again and, that was the one i was like couldn't remember yeah. like almost more than one thing from yeah roman and- roman brock yeah, Roman Brock and uh, Shinsuke starting his low blow gimmick, mm-hmm. and a really good, really good mixed tag. The the Ronda Rousey debut. Yeah, one. that that was that one match of the year in PWI. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. was that when Miz and uh, Shane McMahon had a street fight? No, that was, that was the next one. Yeah. Oh, okay, because that was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, this one, twenty two, definitely a lot of memorable moments, and I think in the ruthless aggression era even though it doesn't have the greatest reputation, they had some really good WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But uh, man, this was, this was a good one to talk about. Really enjoyed talking about this one with you guys, Corey and Tom from the stranger rings podcast. Wanted to give you some time to uh, talk about your show here before we uh, close things out. I know you got other stuff in the works as well. Um, take it away guys. 
Cool. Yeah, we're uh, trying. Um, first, <laughs> if you want uh, any updates, we are on Twitter at StrangerRings1 and on Instagram at StrangerRingsPod. Um, we cover the weird and wacky uh, wrestling moments um, a lot from the past. And then sometimes we give our thoughts on modern stuff. And then I'll let Tom talk about our other project coming yes. up here. So it's it's still hasn't been completely produced yet, but we are doing Saturday Night 5, which is us ranking the top five of, as Corey says, literally everything in the world. Um, we, uh, we're going to, we're going to go for everything. It's going to be seasons. So we're going to drop our eight episodes. We're in the midst of recording it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at S N five pod and five is actually spelled out F I V E. Um, Skylar, you're more than welcome. We got to get you on at some point, um, sometime soon. And actually, uh, Corey, we might, I did pitch some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And I added them to the, uh, the list but Corey, we'll have to talk to scholar about this off air but i think that one that our friend had to drop from we might be able to add scholar into it okay yeah, so, yeah uh, that would work yeah so more crossover <laughs> hey yeah. we crossed over for wrestlemania what 19 last yep. year on uh on your show yep and uh on the stranger rings podcast and then you came over to me for wrestlemania 21 yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then definitely check were, both of those out yeah and you were on for uh what was the matches that made us with brett Owen hart yeah oh, gosh, such a good match great yes. match great yes match. love it but uh thank you so much again guys for uh stopping by and coming on the show man this is a marathon recording folks two about two hours and 45 Ooh. minutes we're at at this Ooh, point man. oh my god it flew by animals <laughs> we are freaking animals when it comes to this but uh <laughs> but make sure to check out what they have coming up on the stranger rings podcast and the saturday night five you said yes Yes. saturday night five saturday night five Um, make sure to check out sig daddy's wrestling show once again on uh twitter facebook and tiktok at sig daddy wrestle and on instagram at sig daddy dot wrestle and whenever uh if you want to uh, subscribe to it you can subscribe to it on apple podcast podbean spotify the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts and also appreciate reviews if you uh leave them on there it's always it's always valued and i always look forward to reading some feedback on the show here on sig daddy's wrestling show but again tom Corey, tom thank you for taking time out of your schedules to record this had a freaking blast <laughs> going over wrestlemania yeah. 22 thanks for having us all the time too oh, yes yeah it's, was, a, it's a pleasure oh, yeah as i was say it's a great time thank you so much all right so for Corey and Tom for the from the uh, Stranger Rings podcast, I'm Skylar Sigdaddy Sigmund from Sigdaddy's Wrestling Show saying thank you for listening and uh, so long everybody. <laughs> <laughs>